0: Minefields, Mr. Tony Morales. I hope you're enjoying your new uh, equipment over there. You you actually look like really badass with the, the uh, freaking. Uh, Starting line. out with one already. One already. Haven't we even have gone
1: been... through the intro yet. This we're... is Minefields. I'm Tony Morales. I've got some brand new swag, courtesy of Minefields Incorporated. Yeah. We're talking new oh, mics. Weird. We're talking new headphones. We're talking new webcam. All the fanciness we
0: were talking about—that we gonna come with the new year, new us. Yeah, we're, we've got even better for next week because I'll figure something else out. Like, trust me, we've been busy. But uh, good to see you, man.
1: All we're all we're waiting for is two more things. I need to grow some hair. Joshua Michaels needs to cut his hair.
0: Never happening. But it should. Have you been <laughs> Have you been talking to my mom? Like, like, <laughs> like, 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 like the way you say that's like, like, mom's like, yo. My name's Julia. I'm Josh's mom. Get him to cut his freaking hair. And you're like, sure. Yeah, I know. You're secretly in cahoots with my mom. It ain't happening. I like to hide my face. I don't like people seeing my face in public. I like half my face covered in hair. Not Never happening.
1: We might have a group chat going. (sighs) You never know.
0: I'm... Sure, she's the one that told you about the Dr Pepper uh, uh, peeps that are coming out in freaking uh, uh, Easter.
1: That sounds disgusting, and I love Dr Pepper, but dude, I, I don't do peeps. Never been my thing.
0: Nah, yeah, yeah, the marshmallows never been my favorite thing either. But uh, first, I love
1: marshmallows, but peeps, man, freaking...
0: It's like eating. It's never,
1: never been a big thing.
0: It's like eating those old school candies that we've like genetically outgrown. Like I don't want peeps. I don't want those. I don't want candy corn. I don't want anything that
1: Oh, I love some candy corn.
0: You're a candy corn guy? Well,
1: I was I was addicted to it for quite a few years.
0: Oh. Uh, like after the rehab, like, how did it go?
1: I haven't t- haven't I t- haven't touched it since but I want to.
0: Has Mrs. Morales allowed any trick-or-treaters at the house? I mean, I, f- I imagine it's just constant temptation. Oh, we get
1: dude, we get candy, we pick she just puts it outside and we Go trick or treating ourselves. Just leave the little bucket outside, and kids can grab as much as they want.
0: I like to do the uh, waiting for someone, some kid that has, because uh, we always do trick or treat candy at, at, at my mom dad's house uh, for Halloween, mm-hmm. and um, it's kind of a it's kind of a point of contention because a couple years ago, uh, I want to say it was like uh, 2008. Mom had her first German shepherd, uh Carl with a K. And um unfortunately, this little girl in a princess outfit decided that she wasn't only going to bang on our door, but she was going to enter the house. Uh-oh. Her parents fortunately saw the whole thing and I don't know I don't know how to put it, man, but Carl did his job. Oh jeez. He bit the... He bit her arm real hard. Broke the skin. Ugh. Mom grabbed her, rushed her to the kitchen, scrubbed the wound. Her parents ran in, and, uh, fortunately, we... This was before the days of getting canceled, and, uh, freaking, um... They saw what she did. And they... Mom was, like, crying. Like, scrubbing this girl's wound. And, um... Like, the mom came in was holding her and helping my mom, and uh, they wrapped her up, and they're like, listen, we saw her just rushing your house. And uh, we're not going to kill your dog. <laughs> like, you know, um, we're not going to have any file some sort of freaking homeowner's insurance claim for liability, and they, we got lucky. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, because of that, mom hates hanging out, handing out, uh, trick or treat candy. It's always a gimmick. Dad and I have uh, some uh, some whiskey, watching World Series, and freaking. Uh, uh, every now and then, I always buy like two. Extra- mom always buys like three bags, and I buy like two. But every now and then, if a kid shows up that has an awesome costume, open your bag, kid. Dump
1: nice nice
0: dump like the the this kid showed up in a venom costume he had to have been about three feet tall Trick or treat i'm venom open your bag kid he gave me all the candy nice. <laughs> yeah you get all the candy bro you're venom that's what you get please don't eat my brains <laughs> um but uh another here nor there uh random random story apologize for that um Unfortunately, uh, the wrestling community, the entire universe has um, lost Mr. Jay Briscoe.
1: Yeah, no, nah, man. It's, uh, that's a tough one, man. Nobody kind of caught everyone by surprise. Freaking car accident.
0: Yeah. One of my favorite tag teams of all time. I remember uh, it was. Uh, putting on a Briscoes in New Japan match that got my buddy Cody, who was, like, addicted to WWE. He he wanted nothing to do with Impact or anything indie. And I put on New Japan, and, uh, freaking, uh, I can't remember who they were against, but, um, one of the Briscoes got slapped on the back and a cloud of dust came up, And he was like, are those guys just dirty? I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they are. (laughs) Yeah, they are. And, uh, shit on a bunch of other matches with the Briscoes and he was hooked but uh, if you don't mind um, 10 bell salute
1: yeah no definitely
0: yeah Oop. I, I hit it prematurely prematurely
1: sounds about right for you
0: Rest in peace, brother. I'm sorry that happened to you and uh I saw that his wife posted that uh, one of his daughters needs some serious prayers and I wanted to repost it, but like I've been Mr. I hate thoughts and prayers guy and I sat on it and I hope she's okay, man. But
1: um Yeah, I nah man, forgetting it was yeah. yeah, hopefully the rest of the Family is good in these trying times. Obviously, or as good as they can be given the situation. But yeah, nah, man. He was. Uh, they were. You know, the Briscoes were amazing. Freaking. You know, from the uh, the first Ring of Honor show to the last. You know, they opened. They started the first show. They freaking. You know, they opened the first show and they main evented the last pay per view they did.
0: Yeah, they were gnarly, man. They were amazing, and they weren't just skilled. They had so much charisma, and I, I don't know. I can only put it in my perspective. I've never lost anyone in wrestling uh, other than my big brother, um, who we watch wrestling matches all the time. Um, but, yeah. Um, I remember when I... Uh, had to go, well, not had to, but um, uh, we got my dad those uh, Broncos tickets and I had to miss a new era show. And I was mm-hmm. texting uh, my buddy Age the whole time, like, hey, everything okay? Everything's great. Everything's great. Texting Jeff, everything's fine. Everything's fine. I show up after the show, after the uh, football game ended, and there's blood everywhere. And I'm looking around seeing blood everywhere. And uh, I remember seeing someone seeing me and running and getting Jeff. And, (laughs) like, uh, it was, I I got, it it was one of our greenies. I I just remember him running away when he saw me. Well, like, he saw me and ran away. And I'm like, what the the hell was that? And uh, Jeff immediately comes and, like, getting Jeff's attention or any of our attention uh, during a show or even after is very difficult because we're we're getting pulled in different directions. And Jeff comes up to me and says, I just want you to know. Tony's okay, and my knees buckled. I love you, man. Uh, and he's like, he's okay. That's his blood. He got cut open tonight, and he's at the hospital. He's gonna be fine. And I, before I even when I said, like, ah, he's gonna be fine. Calm down. <laughs> we saw this coming. I can't imagine what it would have been like if you and I were tag team partners for years. I mean, I've known yeah. I I've only known you for three. And you've experienced something very similar, uh, not on the same level, but pretty 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 close. Uh I saw you punch a I saw you punch a metal pole as hard as you can.
1: Yeah, I mean you get you know you get, you get frustrated, you get, or you get angry over situations. You got to let that anger out somehow.
0: No, I'm not. Um, I'm yeah. not decrying your you know your release. I, it was more of a like uh, wrestling is different than the real world, and when you make those connections, it's it's for life, and I really hope that. Uh, are dealing well and have the support system they need man because I, I can't I could, I can't imagine I, I almost my knees buckled the fact that you were hurt let alone dead yeah you've experienced broken neck and yeah. not dead hell you've been in a serious car crash man and uh, one of the reasons why You always drive. I get it. Um, Freaking. I just hope they've got the support system they need, man, because that's.
1: Yeah, I mean, they got, you know. Yeah, I mean, like I said, man, those are trying times. You know, especially when it's something unexpected like that. You know, it's tough. And sometimes you hopefully they've got that. Those people that can they can reach out to, or somebody they can they can call, and you know they just need someone to talk to, or just someone to not talk to, I guess, depending on how people handle situations.
0: It really is a breakdown of how people handle situations, isn't it? And uh, I just hope the best for them, and I hope that they get the same treatment that Brody got, his family. No. Or or better. And not that they didn't do the best they could, they did the best they could. I'm just saying that's uh It's 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 different. Like uh The best way I, I personally can put it in perspective is that you know I have a sister. Yeah. Have you met my sister?
1: i' uh, I've seen her once.
0: Yeah, but like she doesn't have the same understanding of what wrestling life is like or artist life is like. When you find yeah. when you find people that are surrogate family that mean just as much if not more um in certain occasions and um having to make that phone call or freaking but uh, that's what I got
1: on that, man. I I, I don't want to get too dark on that because I can spiral. But um. Yeah, nah, man. It's just freaking, you know, it's one of those things, man. The Briscoes were insanely instrumental in the rise of Ring of Honor. They were there from day one. Um, they did a lot of great things. They freaking, you know, it's, it's one of those things. It's like freaking... You watched them grow up. The first Ring of Honor show, I think they were 18 and 17. And, you know, they're in their late 30s today. So, like, for those people that were fans, you freaking, you literally watch these kids grow up in front of you. And freaking, you know, through all the stuff, you know, freaking, they, uh, you know, they helped many people because they were the guys that, you know, while people were going, You know, from Ring of Honor to Impact or to WWE, they stayed there. They were the freaking, they were the stalwarts. You know, the the standard bearers for Ring of Honor for years. And they wrestled everybody. You know, they freaking, you know, they made, they were, uh, Seth Rollins actually put, without the Briscoe brothers, Tyler Black wouldn't have become Seth Rollins. Nice. Because they were so influential in you know, when they did the Age of the Fall uh faction with Tyler Black and Jimmy Jacobs, and freaking uh, you know, all the if you were a tag team in Ring of Honor, you wrestled the Briscoes, it just was what it was, right? But so many people came and went from that organization, and the Briscoes stayed through the duration of it. You know, they would go and wrestle in New Japan or do a little bit here in Impact. You know, and do some indies with like GCW and whatnot, but they were always Ring of Honor guys, yeah. and that's that says something to the respect that they had, and freaking you know, the outpouring of support that Jay got from the wrestling community, and you know, that that says something, you know, and you know, it's you know, all I can really say is you know, rest in peace, and you know, thanks for the memories as far as you know a guy i've never met but freaking you know guy I loved watching wrestling you know i last last uh wrestling show i attended live was supercard of honor where the first match where the briscoes had their first match with ftr and it was freaking amazing one of the probably legitimately the best match i've ever seen live and i've been to two wrestlemanias
0: yeah it's it's heavy so, man. It's heavy. And, uh, I just, uh, wish the best for his widow. I remember I was, uh, thinking earlier and that phrase popped in my head, widow. And I kind of yelled out, like, why are you making me think about widow? Like, uh, the writing voice. Yeah. Don't do that to me. Like, uh, I don't, I don't want to go into that sort of thing. And, um, I just hope she gets the support she needs, and I'm sure I'm sure she's gonna get the support she needs, because that's one yeah. of the, that's one of the best things about um, wrestling. Uh, whether uh, someone has unfortunately passed, or we get to take care of business, uh, I remember discussing uh, a recent incident uh, behind the scenes with my father, and he was like. Mm-hmm. What'd you guys do? Uh, we self police. No. We we self police. Like it's not one of those things. Like and I showed him the, uh, he he wanted to understand why, and I showed him the uh, video of uh, Stone Cold versus Triple H in Germany, when that dude jumped in the ring and Stone Cold didn't lay into the guy because he was at the time a face. And yeah. Triple H took over. It mm-hmm. was. It was. Like, did these guys go to jail? No. <laughs> no. Um, but that's another here and the there. It's just more of a we take we take care of our own. Yeah. Um, when Tommy got hurt, we went immediately. <laughs> into freaking take care of business, do our best, whatever we can do. Uh And he's going to get better. And, um, freaking, unfortunately, uh, Jay has passed, but, um, here's to you, Mr. Jay, and thank you for all the memories, and thanks for the wonderfulness, man. Like, from what I understand, like, this this gentleman, Uh kinkity-clink, was a stand-up gentleman in the, uh, locker room, which is kind of my area, uh, because it's where I'm at most of the time, uh, filming and, and, uh. All the testimonials that poured in, uh, I read, and that's how you do it. Yeah. Manny Lemons told him every time he met him, he was like, Hey, you're my favorite wrestler. I always reminded him that Jay always told him, You're my favorite wrestler. He might not have actually been his favorite wrestler, but it might have been a fun gimmick that they had together. And he continued. He he made all those, he made the, the memory special. Like uh, every time I go backstage and I see Dorian and he holds his hand, I'm like, dude, you know a Hug? <laughs> he picks me up. He picks me up. Every time I see Age, it's a uh, freaking Hug, Handshake. It's uh, Logan and Dakin. Uh, those things matter. And they matter more than most people understand. And if they're not in the business, they're not going to understand it. And family members don't have those gimmicks yeah but that's what i got on that man i'm sorry i don't mean to get so introspective
1: that's well, all good man freaking you know stuff like that hits hard man freaking hopefully you know all we say is recipes and thank you and freaking thank you you know do our best and you know to make those memories matter
0: Oh, we have a ton of freaking. You and I alone have like a million gimmicks. I <laughs> got like three solid ones. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's some good ones, man. Uh, freaking. Uh, the other day we were in Kapow and I'm like, uh found this juicy vein, this gold vein, digging on the hunt. Find these green arrows, and I had to do the litmus test. How much you like green arrow? And you're like, I kind of like it. Well, there's a bunch here, and you're like, where are they? And I showed you, and next thing you know, you're like, well, like $80 poorer. <laughs> uh, I don't remember
1: the exact amount, but it, they were freaking, they were, it was $3 bin, but the $3 bin was a $1 bin this weekend. Yeah. And I, I bought issues 2 through 25 because I already had issue 1.
0: Oh. Because
1: yeah. I'd, I'd actually gotten, <laughs> funny enough, I'd i, I I'd picked up the first, I think, eleven, ten or eleven issues at um at Muse a few weeks earlier. But I had incorrect I thought I'd had the uh I'd picked up those issues from the Kevin Smith run instead of the Grell run and from the eighties. Yeah. And freaking so I had issue one of that, but I didn't have issue one from the kevin smith series yeah but i went back and picked up the kevin smith issue so i have like issues i think one through 11 of that and a couple other randos i
0: think you did 12 on the and, that one
1: yeah and now i've got uh issues one through 26 and then a few scattered afterwards from the 88 grill run so but there's like 135 total and now i'm like how many of them can i get
0: uh all hmm. of them and like it, it was at it- some point it was a juicy moment there at freaking Kapow, man. Like, they tricked us to get there because he was going to get it. He was going to give me that uh, free spawn box, that short box. And uh, freaking, like, I think I spent, like, 50 there. And, I'm like, I left my phone in the car, and I saw something on the wall, grabbed it, and I thought it was a calendar at first. And then mm-hmm. I realized what it was. I'm like, is this what I think is? Yeah, first, Zorn. Oh, yeah, put in pile. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Uh, new X Men Annual One, I think.
0: Yeah, New Annual. Um, I got. Um, I mean, like, uh, do you want to talk about the boss, or do you want me to talk about the boss? Because <laughs> that was that was ridiculous. Like, yeah. like that
1: was. I'm trying to think. Of, I'm trying to think what else I picked up from there though. Because like, I picked up, I picked up, like I said, those twenty four Green Arrows, and I picked up two other books. I picked up. But I can't. I grab. I grab something off the wall for sure. But I cannot remember what I picked up off the wall.
0: And minefielders. uh, If you're curious about Green Arrow, what he's talking about, uh, like like late '80s, right? Yep. And the ones that I thought they were because I wasn't paying too much attention. But uh, if you want a juicy vein is uh, pre-, during, and after um, bl- Blackest Night and Brightest Day, um, Green Arrow. Those were so good. They were so juicy. Uh, we're talking, like, uh, we're talking juicy the way, like, uh, Eddie Murphy's describing when he was like, I want to go to McDonald's. Mom's like, we got McDonald's at home. She's He's describing her cooking the perfect burger on the griddle. And uh, there was just no toy. <laughs> like, like, and, and when you get older and you realize, like, the, the real meat and potatoes, like, yeah, that was better. <laughs> that was better. Yeah. And that's what those books are. Um, I got some Lady Death. Um, I got a lot of, I, I think I got nine issues of Lady Death. Uh, a couple issues of Major Children. I got that ridiculous issue of uh, Incredible Hulk where uh Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross is putting a gun to his head about to commit suicide <laughs> on the cover like, like like
1: did you actually read that one yet
0: no <laughs> like I, I I read all the married children's and they were, they were garbage but they were so cool but like I, I I got it and he was just lamenting the fact that he can't kill the Hulk I thumbed through it and uh like it just there was so much ridiculous in the spot. At Capow, so always pay attention. Be friends with your uh, the owner of said comic shop because Homeboy called me, man. (laughs) He called Mm -hmm. me. He called me to tell me he was gonna give me something for free.
1: Yeah, but then you came in and you spent that extra money, though. So
0: yeah, but even then, man, I I I didn't feel like when I buy. I don't know if you feel the same way. When I find comic mm-hmm. books, I don't feel like I'm spending money. I feel like, uh, just give me the damn book. Two. Two. That was worth it. Boiler Friendly, two. Just give me the book. It belongs to me. It's going to a good home. Like, I've bought books I already ha- own and, uh, Anything else you got from Kapow? Yeah, um,
1: no, it was a great time, man. Freaking, uh, like I said, I don't remember what else. Because like I said, I always, I grabbed a wall book from them specifically. And I just, because I know last time I was there, I picked up the last issue of Detective Comics before, right before Flashpoint, issue 881. I am trying to remember what I came in for and freaking grabbed.
0: Mine's the so was wall a wall book. book. And I grabbed
1: another red light book. It, it was, but I think I grabbed something too, but I can't. I feel like I grabbed like a twenty dollar book off of there. I swear it was,
0: it was like an X Men book or something like that. I remember you asking for it.
1: No, nah, it wasn't. It wasn't an X Men book. I got pretty much all the X Men books I'm looking for. I think I found a random new X Men book that I grabbed also. But it wasn't uh It wasn't a more than like a three dollar book. Right. But I, I just can't recall off the top of my head what else I grabbed.
0: Hmm. It was a good freaking, hunt. It was a good hunt. Yeah. You had a new, good, you had a new good idea. We were we usually hit up raising canes and uh, get the good idea, and uh, this time we hit up uh, freaking uh, little Caesars. And uh yeah. yeah, it was it was cool driving around with a fresh pizza man, <laughs> just
1: yeah, and it was delicious.
0: It was delicious. Uh, the their new crust is as good as Pizza Hut. Like if you haven't been to Little Caesars in a while, we'll figure out how to get a sponsorship on that one, man.
1: Yeah, I mean it's one of those things you just like. It's like getting good Mexican food, man. You don't want to go to the clean places. You want to go into the freaking into the dirt. You want to freaking find a like bad side of town. Oh, there's a Little Caesars there. It's gonna be the best version of Little Caesars you're gonna get.
0: Straight to the ghetto, like you said, for the good Mexican food, man. If they, if you if exactly. you, if you get to a Mexican restaurant in the ghetto and they're speaking English, leave. Yeah. <laughs> Leave. Like it's it it's just it's just not authentic. Not yeah. happening.
1: That's not at all.
0: We did Muse, we uh, got our pools at Muse. We got uh Uncle Ed hooked me up with a book that's already like pressing a hundred bucks variant cover of uh latest issue of uh, something is killing the children. Um uh got a variant of a Nightwing One Hundred, uh Cleaned out my pulls. I can't believe you just got one. Uh, you're not wrong. There was one other cover with Babs, where he was about to kiss her, and I was just no. I like the one I got, yeah, especially because uh, we. I pulled out all the extra stuff, like you know, uh, one bad day and all this other stuff that was there that I needed in the pile, and
1: yeah, we got a one bad day with Bane came out this week. Um freaking, according to DC dot com, freaking uh one bad day catwoman is coming out this week.
0: It better, man, because I w I wanna so. see what happened to her. I want I, I yeah. just hope it's not like too brutal. <laughs> like like what is she gonna steal? Like like but at the same time though, like none of these one bad days are anything predictable. Yeah. Not the least bit. Like the the thing with the penguin, um the Riddler really surprised me, but the Bane one. And we'll get in that next week when we're uh, doing a new format for video. Uh, mm-hmm. to show you the true cross between wrestling and freaking comic books. Um, that was definitely my favorite book of the week. Um
1: Um, nice, nice.
0: We hit up, uh, we hit up, so we hit up, uh, Kapow, we hit up Van. No, we didn't hit Vans, we hit up, uh, freaking Muse. We hit up Kapow, we Ed's. hit up,
1: uh, Ed's. What was it? Oh, we hit up, uh, we hit up Vault 54 with the other one we hit.
0: With the, with the boss. <laughs> the at. boss. The boss. Like, I, I, I couldn't believe this guy existed. He was talking about the boss the way that Bebop and Rock City talk about the boss. Like, it was, it was like, in every sentence, it was about the boss. He, the boss ordered all yeah, this stuff. Yeah, we're not stuff.
1: we're not talking about Springsteen either.
0: <laughs> no, no, <laughs> thank you for that. My mom still calls him the boss. By the way,
1: <laughs> yeah, she should. Yeah, she That's should. That's where I got it from. We were talking about it in our group chat.
0: Yep. And freaking, uh, yeah, there's a very nice gentleman that was very excitable and was happy that we were there shopping, and I got a couple uh, two He was just
1: happy we're, we were in pink shorts.
0: Yeah, and not get the boss to order action figures that we're not going to buy. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, we got in the car, and I'm like, never bring him here again. <laughs> You're like, why? Like uh, the I, boss- I like the atmosphere. The, it's, I like the atmosphere. It, it's a gorgeous store, like the it, ambiance. And uh, I just, I, I think the only thing they're lacking, especially those are so close to the entrance of Peterson, new mm-hmm. books. They, they need, they need a new book aisle. Like these dudes leaving, like it, and like you've lived on military bases your whole life. Um, yeah. What's the worst? Let me phrase this. What is outside the military base? The worst part of town. <laughs> yeah. The worst part of town. Uh, like, mm-hmm. uh, like the, the whole reason that uh, frickin' uh, Beavis and Butthead went to Highland High School was because my judge lived in Albuquerque during high school, and the worst school in town was Highland, right outside of Kirkland. And um, yeah. frickin' uh, every base I've been to. If you had to go to school off base, you were in the school like a block away, right outside the gate. It's the worst. It's the worst school in town. And mm-hmm. why not have a good comic book shop with some news with these airmen getting their pools? It's right outside of Peterson, and uh, yeah. freaking get their pulls and couple of uh, – like Yeah, these- you're
1: probably not going to have a comic shop on base. No. I don't think I've ever no, – nowhere I've ever been has ever been a comic shop on base. You might be able to go to like the PX and get one and freaking they'll have comic books there in the magazine aisle because that's what I did when I started com- uh, collecting before I found a shop was bro, just go to the PX after church every week and we pick a book.
0: Bro, there are books I'm slowly appraising that I got on base on the newsstand spinner at the BX, uh, mm-hmm. that had the freaking proof of purchase. It wasn't the direct version that didn't have the proof of purchase and had better quality paper that I'm slowly replacing. And I yeah. I still cherish those books, but uh, whatever the name of this place is, get new books. Don't focus on the action figures. The Vault get, 54. Vol 54, get get new books. Let the guys come in the base, uh, get their pools, and uh, actually. And make that money. And make that money. But if you want better service, you should go to Mr. Ed's over at uh, freaking uh, Ed's Comics Collectibles, where he will hold your books for years if you're overseas and take care of you. Yeah. Ed will make sure you get your books. You might you might go darken them for a while, but uh, freaking the way he took care of us on uh, Saturday was unbelievable, man. Like like he like I said that something killed the children. Uh, latest issue variant is already like a hundred bucks and sold to me for cover price and uh, freaking uh, gave us our choice of the freaking. Um, all the covers for Lazarus Pit. Um, he put books in there we might want. If we don't want it, no harm, no foul. There are most most comic, yeah. books, most comic book shops will be like it's in your comic book pool. You, you better buy it. He, he'll be saying he'll always say no harm, no foul.
1: Yep. Even if it's something that you know you decide you just don't want anymore, take that off, no problem. No problem. But yeah, no, we hit the, yeah, we hit Golf 54, then we hit there. Actually, we hit, we hit, started off at Muse. And freaking, I kind of get most of my Marvel stuff for Muse, and then freaking we hit Golf 54, then Ed's. And freaking.
0: Yeah, I get yeah, all did my. that
1: while still accruing my freaking, uh, my slowly building up my Iron Man collection.
0: That's a, it's a, it's a, amazing Iron Man collection. You started out right. You got the, you got one right away. Um, but real yeah, quick, no, though.
1: That was, that was a turning point. I think I only really had like four or five when
0: I got issue one. That's so why I felt guilty. Uh, and now I'm I,
1: about halfway through it.
0: I did the litmus test when I found that juicy vein of freaking Green Arrow. Like, how much you like Green Arrow? Because I'm worried that if I show him this, uh, we're both going to walk out eating ramen for the next week.
1: <laughs> I don't mean, wrong with that. I'm happy. That's why I enjoy Little Caesars. That's why I enjoy Little Caesars so much. It reminds me of the lean times.
0: lean times. I feel it, man. Freaking! uh, I was, uh, showing my mom, cause, uh, she, uh, I hung out with her a couple days ago, cause, uh, my dad completely effed up, and, uh, split the dogs up. Left one dog and not the other. Took one to the New Mexico, and, uh, I went and stayed a couple of nights over at the house and watched a bunch of horror movies, and, um, we were, uh, I was going through some photos, and I came upon that photo of that uh, awful, awful freaking Whataburger patty melt. I'm like, this looks different, right? (laughs) Like, they get a Whataburger in Colorado Springs, and the Whataburger patty melt I always get when we leave uh, SCW. It's greasy. SCP, yes. And uh, freaking, it's covered in grease. It's delicious. And this one was like, no grease. I sent a picture to you and I'm like, is this what I'm, is this wrong? And you're like, yeah, you're wrong. It's wrong. So if you're in Colorado Springs, what you're getting, what water isn't the right stuff. I felt and even like,
1: if it is the right stuff, it's still not great.
0: I felt like I had to do a public announcement for that. It's just not the right stuff from Texas. It just ain't. Hmm.
1: But still, man, just... Ugh.
0: But then we hit... Uh, like if it's
1: the only thing in town, you got to do what you got to do, but dang.
0: Yeah. But uh, we hit up uh, the... Uh, what was the last one? North Union. I'll look up the name. Uh, I'm always, I, I've never remembered this this book's this place name. REC. REC had Nemesis for us.
1: Yeah, you freaking you you ended up calling him because you had to have the book.
0: Had to have Nemesis, man. You
1: freaking nowhere else had it.
0: No one else had it. Everyone else was sold out. Muse, Eds, uh, the boss sold out. Yep. Powell, he kept asking, and he kept saying no. Found it there. Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoy the conversations I have with that gentleman there. He is always so enthusiastic to meet everyone that comes in the door. Is um, it Ramon?
1: I can never remember his name. I want to say his name is Ramon, but I'm not sure.
0: I say we call him Ramon and then tell him we talk about it on the podcast and that his name is Ramon.
1: I'm pretty sure that actually was his name. You called and talked to him cuz you were like let's go uh you want to go to Heroes and Dragons and I was like REC's right by your house. Yeah. So we might as well just go there.
0: Well, uh, Ramon Cause, cause, like, they've got they, it they, up. They, I don't
1: I'm not a huge fan of their back issue selection but they've always got like one or two wall books that I'm like oh I want those wall books.
0: Oh, they always got great wall books, man. And they 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 hook up their customers. And they've got all Great New Issues, and uh, freaking mm-hmm. uh, uh, Ramon, he is always a, a cherished person. It's not going
1: to gonna be Ramon, and I'm going to go. bad afterwards. He actually is a really
0: good dude. He's Ray. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think he'll get a kick out of if we call him Ramon on the podcast.
1: But, yeah, if we're going to do that, I actually want his name to be Ramon. Ramon. Otherwise, I'm just a jerk that doesn't remember the guy... Who freaking sold me comic books? I
0: can't remember the name from uh, the dude from Capow. Though I
1: didn't pick up, uh, though I didn't pick up uh, his name is Martin.
0: Martin, that yes, one I do
1: remember because he looks like a Martin. He definitely <laughs>
0: looks like a Martin.
1: But uh, yeah, I mean, I feel bad. I didn't even pick up anything from this this time. But I last time I picked it up, I picked up the uh the Batman the animated series grappling hook. That I've been looking at for like a year that was still there.
0: We're gonna get you the freaking grappling hook for 89, man. That,
1: from like, the boss?
0: Like, from the boss, uh, freaking. I, I actually felt guilty when I saw that. I was like, okay, so we got you the batarang, and then 89, and then the grappling hook. Like, uh, yeah, your life has no meaning until you have that.
1: <laughs> right next to each other. Yeah, no, I've, already, I've already got one of the grappling hooks in. I got the animated series grappling hook, the Batman eighty nine batarang, and two escrima sticks for uh from a Batman uh Nightwing. Arkham Knight.
0: Yeah, I gotta say, man, I'm freaking jealous. Like the those are gorgeous. Uh
1: slowly building a freaking armory.
0: It's it's funny, man. Like we've talked about it before. like our good old buddy Wade. Yeah. We've talked about it before, but freaking uh like, when we pass, I feel like our children are going to have, like, a knockdown dragout about who, what belongs to who. <laughs> um, the Morales... I, I, I've got one son, so he have, gets it all. I have no sons, and freaking... It's going to be a fight, because Minefields is going to be an established institution, and our library is going to be fought over oh yeah it's gonna be fought over yeah we got everything this
1: is true this is true (laughs) it's gonna be we got a lot anyway
0: my spawn Oh, we have
1: everything I keep on freaking I keep on everything you say we have everything but every week my stuff my uh, collection grows
0: (laughs) oh dude like last week like freaking kapow I got like three married with children books you know how I've been on the the hunt for any now comic book and Mm -hmm. those are the ones I read that night (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Like uh I had Nightwing that night and I I read that one last. <laughs> like uh, mm-hmm.
1: I didn't read it till yesterday just cuz I freaking I kind of wanted to kind of like the idea of waiting to, you know saving that one for one of the last books just cuz it's so good.
0: That one I don't know, we want to take a quick break before we get into the books or do you want to talk about uh, well, we
1: got a couple more things to talk about anyway. We freaking got a uh, yeah, we got today's topic of the day actually let's do that Cause we had a you know i brought up a interesting question you know we got a you know we, we just finished up um you know black panther wakanda forever that we got ant-man coming out next month
2: Ooh.
1: but you know we're talking about all these good marvel movies these days you know but nobody ever talks about the the bad movies that you know you like I caught this off of another podcast, but it was just a a regular regular podcast. But I thought it would be kind of cool to talk about the. Uh,
0: you mean a podcast? The top
1: the top five back uh, bad movies that you secretly enjoy that are comic book movies.
0: But you were listening to you know, a podcast everybody... that wasn't as good as New Era Wrestling, which is coming back oh, March 11th. My, my wife,
1: my wife was watching it, and I happened to overhear it, and kind of was like, huh, what is this? That's how I end up in, interested in TV shows like Abbott Elementary, which I wouldn't have watched otherwise. Oh, Abbott
0: Elementary is hilarious. I watch it all the time. Oh, that It's amazing. Bu- that, like, I've, I've watched every single episode like three times. It's as it's, it's funny as like Night Court and Three Rock like in Seinfeld. It's got so much rewatchability.
1: Oh, completely and utterly. But yeah, I thought it'd be kind of fun to just be like, you know, everyone talks about, you know, how good these movies are, how bad these movies are. Well, like, what are the ones that, like, you know are bad and then you turn around <laughs> but you still enjoy, you still find that, you, you'll still find yourself rewatching them. Oh, I agree. You know, like, one of my favorite movies of all time is freaking uh, the John Claude Van Damme Street Fighter movie. Oh, my God. That it's was it's utter garbage, but it's amazing.
0: Raul Julia was or, amazing. Or, you
1: know, since we talk about wrestling so much, how about Ready to Rumble? Ready to rumble. Garbage a, movie. It's one of the funniest but it's classic.
0: I will bust you. <laughs> it's one of the best lines of the movie. Like like yeah. like Sting like sitting there while like fake Erish Bischoff in his cowboy hat stalking around him like yeah I'm not doing this I'm not doing this and uh, but yeah this was this was a great idea and uh you wanna go first you wanna go you wanna go tat tat or you wanna do full list yeah let's
1: go let's go back and forth what's uh what's your number five.
0: My number five is Tank Girl.
1: Really? Why is that? Uh,
0: Tank Girl is a very, um, specific movie. Like, this is a, a specific movie that you will find that is very popular among goss and industrialists and people really in the metal. Uh, Lori Petty. Uh, if you're not familiar with Lori Petty, you've probably seen her in Liorone. She was Scout. Uh, the one that did wasn't as good as uh, Gina. And, um... She's got a tank. She's in the wastelands of Australia. And her boyfriend is a hybrid human kangaroo played by Ice-T. The bad guy is Malcolm McDowell. The bad guy is Malcolm McDowell. And there's some sassy scenes. Um, But uh, Jimmy Hewlett, who uh, created Tank Girl, is actually, uh, uh, to my surprise, about... Fifteen years ago, um, the guy that does all the artwork for the Gorillas, you know the uh, the the music band, and yeah, it's it's such a hilarious movie. It's completely out of left field, and she breaks fourth wall before Deadpool ever did, and mm-hmm. it's just a lot of fun. It's it's a very specific type type of artwork that Jimmy Hewlett did, and. Uh, the mu- the movie is got a wonderful soundtrack, and it's really bad. Like, like it's something that I, I and under no circumstances most per- people can digest. Like, what the? Yeah. What am I watching? And uh, I, I had a couple of like third prints or fifth prints or uh, in a couple of cases like ninth prints of ninth of uh, Tinker girl. Um, My cherished, my cherished ones are like the director cuts, where they reprint the original ones and show some of the artwork they didn't use and some he let like um, comments on things. But uh, it's wonderful. It's a lot of fun. Um, Do not under any circumstance try to find a streamer for it because you ain't gonna find it. Just find a used DVD for it and uh, cherish it.
1: That's my that's my number five. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go with something much more uh, popular culture for my number five. Let's do it. And I'm just going, like, my number five, like, I'm just going, my number five through to one is basically based on the amount of uh, people I feel like wouldn't like this particular movie. Let's hear it. But, uh. Yeah, my number five is actually Amazing Spider Man number one, starring Andrew Garfield.
0: Wait, 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 wait! What? Are you serious?
1: Yeah, I enjoy that. I think that movie's great.
0: I think he's my favorite Spider Man of all time.
1: Oh, he, oh, he's great. But yeah, freaking, uh, you know, people kind of people definitely didn't care about him as much as they did Tobey Maguire. Definitely not as much as Tom Holland because he's not, you know, MCU. But, like, I loved the fact that even though, like, they'd spent the first, the McGuire movies building up to the lizard. Correct. Like, there was a Kirk, there was a Kirk Connors in all three of them. Yeah. And then they finally did it, but they did it with Andrew Garfield. And I thought both the uh, Spider Man movie, the Amazing Spider Man movies, I thought the chemistry with Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone was
0: amazing. Oh, it was it was it was one of the best parts of the movie, uh, and you know, uh, great good call on the build up to the lizard because um, Dylan, uh, the guy that plays his first name Dylan, Dylan McKay, I think his name, and uh, he was the mm-hmm. one that played uh, Kirk Connors in the uh, Tobey Maguire movies. Um the build up to Reese E, e- Fons, and I gotta say I was completely biased because he played, you know, the leg in the replacements, like which mm-hmm. is half the uh, uh the rules of minefields and um freaking um it was so much fun. I I didn't realize that we were I, I thought we were going like underground movies that um people hated and didn't realize they were comic books, mm-hmm. but um <laughs>
1: no, a little, I mean it's a little bit of both. You know, you could definitely those that tank girl would definitely count. I just had never, I had personally never seen it. I'd always meant to, just never got around to it. Now I can't, just don't have a copy.
0: Ice tea as a half kangaroo human hybrid with a monster dong. Yeah, sign me up. Sorry, that doesn't help my cup. That
1: sounds like your that sounds like your cup of tea.
0: I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Uh, but like, w- good call on that, man. I, I I I didn't realize people hated that movie because the only people I ever talked to about that movie were people. I, th- that th- I really think it's liked more it. so
1: that they really hate the. Uh, I think they really just hated the second one, but I prefer the first one just because freaking I like. Uh, I like the fact that they built up to the lizard. Yeah, I personally didn't really even see the hate for freaking. I mean, Spider-Man Two. I enjoyed that one also. You know, freaking Jamie Fox did what he could with what he was given.
0: He was wonderful. And that's
1: really. definitely uh that's definitely a lot of my thought process for a lot of future movies that we're gonna talk about tonight.
0: Did you notice when Spider-Man showed up at the power plant to restart it, that mm-hmm. when the power turned on it played the itsy bitsy spider? I did not. Yeah, it plays the itsy bitsy spider. And I, I, yeah, I that's think fun. I think the I think the one thing that most purists that kind of know Spider-Man, barely read the comic books that like the movies. I think their biggest problem was the fact that it wasn't Mary Jane. And most, I could definitely see that. Most people don't realize that Mary Jane was the second choice. Gwen Stacy mm-hmm. is number one. Yeah. Like, Mephisto could show up and be like, Yo, <laughs> sacrifice everything and get Gwen Stacy back, and Mary Jane's gone forever. Yeah, Gwen. Like no questions asked. Um, Gwen Gwen was the number one love, and people I don't I don't think people realize that that was like where it was at. And um, yeah, they're just used to Mary Jane. Um, There's a lot of different aspects of. uh, uh, I didn't mind Dennis Leary dying because he ripped off Bill Hicks, and that's not even a conversation we can have on this podcast. But um, good call on that man. Yeah, that that's awesome. I, I I've I've only talked with people that like that movie or all the Andrew Garfield movies, and by only people I've talked about it with, I mean Colin, <laughs> which is his favorite yeah. too. Nice. All
1: right. Uh, what's your number four?
0: My number four, and I sent you a kind of a comprehensive list, and I was told you I was gonna like call it on the fly. But
1: uh, Mystery Man. Mystery Man was a... Yeah, I didn't even think about that one until you mentioned it. and I was like, oh, why did I not? I love that movie.
0: I love that freaking movie, man. Uh, like, we'll kill the we'll kill the heroes and go up into Boogie. <laughs> like, uh, it, it, mm-hmm. it's hilarious. Like, yeah. I, I don't even... I barely like Jeannie Garofalo, and she was amazing. I love Ben Stiller. I love every single person. Like P.V. Hearn played the dude that threw the the forks. No, no, no. He he, he, was, the,
1: no, he, he was the. he was the he was the gassy guy. one. He was the, the, he was the spleen.
0: He was the spleen, and then uh, there was that that uh, dude the that,
1: shoveler, and then the um the, uh, the blue rajah. The blue rajah. The blue rajah was uh Hank Azaria.
0: Yes, yes, it was, and uh, freaking. Uh, they kill the bad guy, the the, the, the good guy, real quick. <laughs> they, the, they fail. They fail halfway through the movie. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, they they wrangle the bad guys up, but that movie was amazing. It, old school dark horse book. And uh, I want to bring this up because uh, George from uh, freaking News mm-hmm. was talking to me about this uh, when he was talking about... Um, I, I believe I've uh, mentioned this before about how when he was working at comic stores in the early '90s, they couldn't give away Malibu Comics uh, Men in Black, but they certainly couldn't give mm-hmm. away Mystery Men books. Like Men in Black yeah. was, I don't know, constitutionally better, um, but they couldn't give away Men in Black. They couldn't give away Mystery Men, and now you're not going to find those books. <laughs> the people that have mm-hmm. those ain't letting them go. It's uh, it's like uh, being a Nine Inch Nails fan. Like you can't. If you find a first print of Head Like a Hole, that is the uh, the the wrapper or the uh, whatever holds the record, is the mm-hmm. the poster. Someone yeah. Some need some money, and they put that up because they've hit some hard times. They've eaten ramen yeah. for a month. They've eaten ramen for a month, and they haven't paid their electricity bill in a while. And uh, if you find those books. Good luck, and, and yeah, <laughs> good luck. But Mister Men was amazing, and I saw it in the theater. Yeah. I saw it in the theater and didn't realize it was a comic book. I got like the graphic novel, obviously against the rules mm-hmm. now, but it before the rules were established. But um, yeah, Mister Men. What you got next?
1: Mm-hmm. All right, um, number four is definitely one I mentioned on the podcast before. I'm going with the first Suicide Squad
0: movie. Uh, I was wondering I thought that was gonna be number one.
1: No, no, that's, that's too easy. Freaking uh I went I went to nineteen ninety-five for the for number one, but we'll get there. I don't know. Suicide Squad is definitely Um freaking while I hate the I don't I'm not a big fan of the story, the casting is with the exception of the villain Enchantress, is perfect.
0: Oh, it's perfect. Every single person was great. Every every
1: every person every person in there is there for a reason. You know, they freaking they utilize what they got. Freaking, uh, you know, El Diablo was great. Freaking, dead, Will Smith dead Deadshot was phenomenal. You know, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn is basically iconic at this point. She
0: refunded.
1: Oh. And uh, you know the only other per- the only person at- equal to Harley Quinn I would say is Viola Davis as freaking Amanda Waller.
2: She's the best. You know, but
1: yeah, I mean, freaking you know, love it. Um, the story is basically the story's where it falls apart. Freaking, it's basically they put the Suicide Squad together to get Rick Flag's girlfriend back, which is dumb. They just need a good uh, villain. why you put a suicide squad together? But it it it's it's basically freaking a 1990s movie made in like 2016.
0: I I just wanted them to have a better villain. And the villain they had everything that happened I was savvy to, which was fine, mm-hmm. but like I remember watching the movie and being like no one's going to get this.
1: Yeah. El Diablo becoming his demon, his uh spider demon, freaking especially him. Yeah. I thought he was great. I Loved it. I loved the take on it. I loved Killer Croc. But yeah, it was just it was the wrong villain and it was the wrong story to bring the suicide squad together. You know, and obviously we saw them freaking do it better when they hired James Gunn to write the Suicide Squad and make the Suicide Squad you know freaking he made arguably a even cheesier character in Star of the Conqueror freaking into a better movie and a more believable and a character you felt bad for at one point I did feel because I did feel bad for you him. know James Gunn freaking is an amazing director when he's got something that he can kind of go a little off the walls with you know as we've seen with the suicide squad and guardians of the galaxy can take these things that freaking shouldn't matter to you and make you care about them but yeah suicide squad the original one freaking number four with a bullet
0: uh silver bullet actually i'm gonna Try to, I'm not trying to trump you on that one. Like that's a freaking silver bullet. Like they made Peacemaker relevant. Something from Charleston. Um something like Polka Dot Man, amazing. Uh every I'm character. talking about
1: I'm talking I'm still talking about the first one, but not, no. the, not, not the actual good one with James Gunn. <laughs>
0: not the actual good one. Okay. Uh the only thing like I said earlier was that, uh, that we just needed a better bad guy. Um yeah. That was it,
1: and we, we just needed a better reason to put the squad together in the first place. I need to, I need your help to get my girlfriend back. It's freaking kind of a weak, a weak storyline plot involving supervillains in a maximum security prison. Hmm. Superman could have done that in tw- he could have done that in twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, even the Supergirl oh, yeah, now it's your turn with number three <laughs> even the
0: Supergirl movie was good uh, alright so I'm looking at my list here and I'm going to land on Red Sonja uh, Red Sonia got nice, decent reviews um, but uh, the problem was is if you got to watch the making of it is that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was tricked into being in this movie he was told really? that he was supposed to be someone that was a side character that was only supposed to be in the movie early and had only like one or two like instances where he was actually integral to the story. But mm-hmm. Dino De uh filmed everything he did and made him a bigger character and tricked everybody into thinking this was a Conan in the Barbarian movie. <laughs> and nice. I don't blame him. <laughs> like, like you do what you gotta do, but uh, uh, Conan, like uh, Arnold was tricked. This was a uh, a short cameo he was gonna be doing, but he was not gonna be. He was not gonna be Conan. But they never mm-hmm. really truly named him in the movie. to the point where it wasn't Conan working with yeah. Uh, Bridget Nielsen as uh, Red Sonia, and of course we had uh, little Ernie Reyes who was Kino and uh freaking uh turtles 2 he was actually uh he played Donatello physically in uh part one and um that was a fun movie man (laughs) like like you you can't negate it like go get the crystal like they they did the they even ripped off freaking uh enter the dragon with the the mirror scene (laughs) and uh okay why not Okay, so they tricked Arnold into being in the movie. Uh, uh, Just in a lesser sense, uh, Arnold was... um, At the same time, him and uh, Stallone were at the same time at a war who was the best person to be the most biggest, baddest action star. And uh, Stallone heard the interview he did I think it was on the Tonight Show or, uh, or or no, no He on the Tonight Show Arnold said that he had let it leak that he was interested in being the main character in Stop or My Mom Will Shoot mm-hmm. and he had no intention of being in this movie but he leaked it that he wanted to be part of this movie and Stallone did everything he could to take it from him <laughs> god bless him <laughs> he got it <laughs> but uh, uh
1: um
0: yeah red Sonia, i don't know if it's a
1: blessing but
0: <laughs> uh, these yeah exactly and um freaking when it comes to Conan and red Sonia, it comes down to uh the paintings on the cover like uh i don't know if you i, I forgot to mention this to you but i i bought a i bought the uh first issue of chaos quarterly over at kapow and that was a julie mm-hmm. that was a julie bell cover a painting of lady death and julie bell oh, okay. is one of the best fantasy artists there is of all time uh she's married to boris uh boris feho i think uh boris something um we've been drinking but it's boris something if you see boris on it that's his wife and um red sonia was a lot of fun man they didn't go nowhere, nice, nice. but uh, whatever, man. Your turn. All right,
1: number three. I am going for the New Mutants movie. Oh hell yeah! Freaking uh, you know I, I you know it it took years to be made. Freaking, I think it got pushed back three times, maybe even four. Yeah, um, it was you know a victim of the freaking uh the Fox buyout to Disney. It was. Um. You know, in all honesty, like. It wasn't necessarily an X Men movie, but in and of itself it as like a standalone movie, I didn't think it was bad at all. Um, I love Anna Taylor Joy's, I think that's her name. Her portrayal of magic, Ileana Rasputin. Yes. Um, I thought Cannonball was a little a little weak for, you know, his uh, his position as a team leader, but. That's neither really here nor there.
0: I enjoyed that about him because, like, being the southern kid as part of this asylum, I liked watching his development, but, like, uh, and I'd seen the development in New Mutants because I read them all, but um, the way they developed it, like, they're in a sane asylum and they don't know that they only have one doctor. And, like, I I remember you calling me uh, about this because I messaged, hey, I just got. uh going on watch the meetings because i was at my folks home and uh just got it from the red box and you're like hey warning it's dark it's you no. you flat out said it's right up your alley and uh yeah i loved it wolf spain every every bit of it was awesome
1: yeah it was good freaking i like uh, the freaking robert da i love sunspot you know freaking um you know, I, I found it interesting that Dr. Cecilia Reyes was, you know, the preeminent bad guy in the actual movie because she's, you know, she's not in the comics. But, like, I thought the thought process of using her made sense.
0: Yeah, they, they couldn't use Moira.
1: Yeah. Well, Moira, even then, wouldn't have been established as a bad guy at that point.
0: Oh, well, I mean, like... You know, I
1: mean there's definitely people they could have used or characters they could have used, but, like... I, I enjoyed the fact that it was Doctor Cecilia Reyes because her mutant power made sense in the, in the circumstances. Right. But then you got the reveal at the. I think you got the reveal at the end that they were. Wor- she was working for Sinister,
0: if I remember correctly. Yeah, Essex. Because we got the yeah the uh, Essex Corporation. Yeah, the, uh, the view from the uh, freaking uh, the like the briefcase was it the briefcase at the end.
1: I'm trying to remember if it was if that was in there or in uh, X Men Apocalypse
0: no it was
1: but uh
0: I feel like they referenced it both it's been a while
1: I they might have but um but yeah no I thoroughly enjoyed the movie I definitely I've definitely seen substantially worse movies especially since they weren't you know this is pushed back so much but yeah no I thought it was I actually thought it was a great movie.
0: I thought it was wonderful. It was dark. It was uh it was brooding, it had a lot of character development and unfortunately it didn't give us what we would want from you know we didn't get cable at the end, we didn't get, you know, uh what was his uh secret base?
1: Oh Grahamulkin?
0: Yeah. Uh it was so cool. It was so awesome. And yeah. what you got left for that one, man? I don't want to cut you off.
1: Oh no, no, that was it, man. Freaking out. What's your number two?
0: I'm gonna give you dealer's choice on this one, uh, cause I'm pretty torn on this one. Um, Swamp Thing or Constantine? Which one you want me to dig into?
1: Oh, I I can't even. I, I don't even. I've seen Swamp Thing, but I don't even remember it at this point.
0: Swamp Thing was a, it's one of the early Wes Craven movies. The guy that did uh, Mm -hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street. I first saw this on, uh, I I don't want to like sound too crass, but I've always been really into like dirty, um, how do you even put it in perspective? Filthy movies, <laughs> and uh, I was watching up okay. all night. Uh, and I think uh, I don't. I think it was before Gilbert Goffey took over uh, when Rhonda was <clears> doing <throat> it. And uh, if you watched USA back in the uh, mid nineties and early nineties, uh, late night Friday Saturday, uh, you'd up all night, and um, they'd show some really crass movies, and. Um, Got to watch Swan Thing one night, directed by Wes Craven, and uh, I, I actually got into it in the middle, and uh, the gorgeous L- Latina is running away from Swamp Thing, and she's got some big old jugs just jubbling. <laughs> just jubbling. And, uh, okay, I'm watching this. And uh, and they, 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 they told the accurate story of Alex, and... The practical effects because I'm a sucker for practical effects I hate CGI I mean I, I understand okay. when, when you gotta like use it like when like you know on your left and you know everyone shows up but um freaking there was no need for that good practical effects this is I believe Tom Savini and um it was a mad scientist tale and I don't I think I might have mentioned this to you once or twice, but my favorite freaking um, movies are Mad Scientist Cells. Nice. My favorite horror movie of all time is Reanimator. Like uh, we, I, I got like two of those books over at the at the boss's place, and. Um, that's a mad scientist though. So I like mad scientists and uh I'll start land for number two. What you got next?
1: Uh let me see. My number two. The uh freaking I'm sure I remember his name is. I was about to jump out bust out his name. Freaking uh the Seth Rogen classic. The Green Hornet.
0: Ooh. That's a that's a Freakin bold choice.
1: I love that movie,
0: dude. that's not in the theater. I couldn't
1: wait for it. I, yeah, I I never I didn't watch it in theaters, but like I remember watching it. Uh, I think I caught it on TV initially, and then I had to run out and get the DVD. And I think I watched that DVD legitimately four times in the next week or two.
0: Dude, the fact that my car Just doesn't have a freaking. Loved it. The fact that my car doesn't have a freaking record player means my car sucks. <laughs> like, like he 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 had. I a think setup. the fact that you have an OU
1: fi- a license plate is is that, it? that's why it sucks. But
0: uh, not even gonna fight.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: I'm gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man.
1: Uh, OU, come on.
0: We used to say OU. Jake Hager
1: graduated from OU.
0: The the same year I graduated. Exactly. So what you want to say? I look where he's at. Yeah, AEW asshole. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, no, he's, no. He's
1: somebody's sidekick. No,
0: that ain't three.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: that ain't three.
1: That's totally three. That ain't three. You get it. Uh uh-uh. uh. No. Abuela abides. Abuela abides.
0: Uh, a abuela also uh confides and you ain't no, we ain't counting that as three.
1: Uh-uh. Oh, no, we totally are, because it ain't my fault you slipped.
0: I didn't slip. I definitively said that out loud. You, you ain't hating on my alma mater. Absolutely not. I ain't taking oh, no I hate on it. I'll hate on it all day long, dude. Ugh. Dude. ugh. oh you guys, poor... ugh. Yeah, Okay, I'll give you one. I hear, you guys, uh, uh, I, I hear uh, you guys are
1: How about we compromise? I hear you
0: guys don't even do good. I hear you guys don't even do good barbecue. How about I give you a compromise? And when he came out with uh, old Zeb in Tulsa at my my uh, buddy uh, he uh, one, of, one of my best friends since like two thousand four, his uh, bachelor party was uh, he took us to bought us floor tickets for SmackDown in Tulsa,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: uh, Jake came out with old Zeb and. He was met with boos and silence, and I'm going to cancel out and give you your one. that poor bastard. He was hometown. He was hometown, and they booed him worse than they did fandango And, uh, freaking... Ouch. Yeah, it it was bad. And I, and I don't know, I don't even know
1: freaking, uh... I don't even know this for a fact because I didn't get a chance to watch much of AEW tonight, but I'm pretty sure he probably put over Ricky Starks too, which yet again means another Texan is putting is freaking beating up another Oklahoman.
0: See, that's the weird thing, and I'm and I'm not ignoring your. Uh, I hate you. Um, all the <laughs> like half the people that are freshmen at OU are from Texas. And half the people that are in Texas, in freaking Austin, or College Station, or whatever place, are from Oklahoma. Like it, it's a, it's a it's a weird back and forth. It, there's someone. That's the kind f- of peculiar. There's someone in the family. Like everyone went to OU, and there's one person that decided they wanted to go to University of Texas, and or. Someone in the family, the whole family is all OU, and one person decided they want to go to still water. Um, but uh, how does this translate to the movie?
1: It really doesn't. I just <laughs> wanted to <the> read. <freaking laughs> mess you just want to freaking your ride. Yeah. yeah, anytime I can get a dig in, it's a good day. It's a good day, but yeah, no nah, man. I just I enjoyed that movie, freaking, it was a you know, worlds of fun. Freaking, I uh, loved the interactions between the Green Hornet and Kato. And I just, you know, it was just overall an amazing movie.
0: It was a really fun movie. I don't movie. think,
1: I don't think it deserved the hate it
0: got. It didn't. Like, uh, like the, pro- I, like what really bothered me about it was the fact that right before the movie came out, Kevin Smith did a 12 issue, uh, uh, I want to say a 12 issue, because um, I've been drinking. Sorry, my fielders. Uh, but Kevin Smith finished up a 12-issue run on Green Hornet and, uh, uh, okay. from, from Dynamite. Killer painted covers, Alex Ross, I mean, like, the whole nine yards. And uh, they integrated all the history uh, sporadically in the, in the books. Like, you know, when you open the book and, like, hey, this happened last issue, but it was more of a, like, mm-hmm. uh, um, do you know what the Green Hornet is called? The original Green Hornet from the 60s is called in Japan. mm
1: It's called
0: it's called the Kato Show. Oh, nice. It's called the Kato Show. Those guys didn't give That's it, fun. Those guys didn't give a flying frick about freaking uh the Green Hornet. They wanted to see Bruce Lee. And um yeah. frick, uh, Can't even say I blame him. No, you can't blame him. Uh, the way he established himself was uh, one of the first episodes he was supposed to break into the warehouse and he was gonna jump off one of these boxes onto another box and beat up a couple guys but what he did instead was he broke into the warehouse jumped six feet in the air kicked the lights out of the s- freaking sky like, like like he just jumped up and boom kicked out the kicked out the lights and then flipped down it's a it's a movie trope they've done so many times um mm-hmm. because Bruce Lee was like no nah. I'm the star of the show <laughs> like, he might have been driving the car um but yeah. like good call on them. and like uh I still say like I, I need a record player in my car
1: and to get that license plate off ah ain't nobody going to buy the green hornet being from Oklahoma it's just not going to happen man
0: that's fine, man, but freaking Dynamite knocked it out of the park, man. Dynamite knocked it out of the park the way that IDW does with freaking Turtles and G.I. G.O. and Power Rangers, man. They they know what they're doing. They get good eyes. Nice. And, uh yeah, I, I really... I don't appreciate people that saw that movie and hated on it. It doesn't make sense to me. It was a good movie. Like, why would yeah. you Why would you hit on something so fun?
1: Yeah, no, it was definitely... uh I loved it, man. I thought it was personally phenomenal. Like I said, it's freaking first time I saw it. I rewatched it four times in the next fourteen days.
0: Uh, before I give my number one, I want to give my couple of runner-ups. Um, the Mask. A lot of people. Oh know, yeah. A lot of people. Classic. That, a lot of people know the Mask is a Dark Horse comic, and um, we all know what happened for Jim Carrey for that just because people didn't like it and uh-huh. it wasn't the biggest hit for him it was like when like the like the same year Dumb Dumber came out um uh, Abattoir uh directed by Darren Lynn Bousman who did uh uh the second and third Saw movies uh Rebuild genetic opera one of my favorite movies of all time um god I am I'm really uh, Judge Dredd, or I made a decision. Judge Dread, another runner up. Rob Schneider was the perfect, ridiculous sidekick. But my number one movie that people don't appreciate is Spawn. And I was slaving over this today because you, you pressed me on it. And mm-hmm. freaking. When I saw Spawn, um. I bought. I recently tricked my grandfather into buying me uh, Marilyn Manson's Antichrist Superstar, and my dad didn't want me to have that record. Okay. And grandpa with the bed. He was visiting us in Alaska, and my dad beat the dog shit out of me. <laughs> like you, 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 you lied to me. You and yeah. But he specifically said, "You don't know how much of a blank slate your head is, and you might not." be able to get something introduced into your head out which yeah. I, which I completely understand now but uh the merely Man but, <laughs> but at
1: the time
0: but uh, at the time yeah it was like what like 97 98 yeah and um uh, the second track uh, on the son- soundtrack was uh long hard road out of hell by Manson, which I'd listened to a million times. The first track was The Crystal Method uh, versus uh, Filter. Um, can't You trip Like I Do. And So I was introduced to a lot of different things with Spawn. Okay. McFarlane wanted the soundtrack to be completely as original as it could be. So what he did was he commissioned all these electronic artists at the time. Like, Atari Teenage Riot, um, Crystal Method. Um, wow. There was Incubus and, uh, God, like, he, he paired Prodigy. He paired electronic artists with metal artists and made, okay. them, made them do duets. Like, and what they did was, it was, like, one person one band would send, like, the meat and potatoes to the other. Like, uh, you're the prodigy, you made the meat, potatoes, the song, and then you send the meat, potatoes, the song, minus, like, blank spots, where he would start jamming. Just jamming. So, I got that record, and I got introduced to experimental concepts. Like, we're talking... Um, wow. Uh, Slayer was on that record. I, we're talking... So many uh, orbital, uh, so many great people were on this record. But then we get to the actual movie, and uh, uh, my dad, uh, his buddy uh, at a shop uh, on base was uh, this guy named Mister Healthy, Mister Roger Healthy. Uh, shout out to Mister Roger helby And um, he knew how much I love Spawn. His okay. buddies at work knew how much I love Spawn that his, uh, his chick friend, Miss Kim, uh, she went and bought me a bunch of Spawn comic books at a comic store. Like, we're talking like 25 through like 30. A very minimal amount. But she bought me some of the most pivotal books of Spawn, and then the movie came out, and it was a big deal to take my idiot <laughs> to, uh, Go see Spawn, and Michael J. White plays Spawn. Uh, the the CGI wasn't the best. Um, <laughs> it wasn't the best, but it was really flashy. And um, we got introduced to Jessica Priest. Uh, we got to see Mel Boulger live action. Uh, John Leguizamo knocked it out of the park as as the clown. Uh, we got to see the, uh, interaction between him and Cyan, uh, the daughter he could never give, Wanda, his ex-wife, um, the, uh, the guy that played, uh, freaking Jason Wynn, uh, Martin Sheen, he only did the movie because he was reading a script and one of his, uh, grandchildren came in the room and asked him what he was reading. He's like, uh, Spawn, uh, wait a minute, Spawn? And his grandkid popped. Like, who are you going to play? Jason Wynn. And it's his grandkid that convinced him to do it. Because he wanted to be in a movie his grandkid see that he was popping for. And, of course, Michael White is one of the best action movie guys ever. And freaking... I... I wrote this down earlier. I'm looking at my notes. And, um... I was under the impression and I was so blinded by my love of Spawn that everyone that mm-hmm. had seen it thought it was the best action movie that ever happened. Like I was so blinded by my love of Spawn. Um Nice. And so when people tell me they don't like that movie, I it still confuses me. Like the the, the little kid in me is like, why would you not like that movie? <laughs> like it was the best ever. Top Father was in it. Uh Stevie Sweeney, freaking uh, uh, the little kid from uh, freaking Pet Sematary. Uh, There's a lot of good things in this man, and uh, yeah, yeah. Don't worry, man. The, we're not recording uh, film, but um, nope. uh, that's I I I literally slaved on this one because I I am. I only landed on this movie because it's one of my favorite movies of all time. I've got it on VHS. I've got the director's cut on VHS. The regular cut on VHS. I've got the animated series. The regular animated series. The cut one. The special one. With the lenticular cover. As well as the lenticular cover of the... I've got everything. (laughs) <laughs> I've got I've got almost all of the uh, spawn toys, the the cards. Uh so when people tell me they don't like this movie, I was so into the movie that it I don't, I don't know how to say it, man. Like it confuses me when people tell me they don't like it.
1: It boggles your mind.
0: It does. Like, like cuz I was so just so obsessed with spawn. And like earlier, mm-hmm. when you asked me what books I'd read, I could have read more books, but I've been reading more Spawn. <laughs> I've been reading yeah. and s- sequentially, but uh, that's uh, my that's ask. that's my number one man. And uh, I know it's. I mean, like y- every time you go into work, y- you see me in the S, and you see me in the S. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you You see me buying like oh this like I'm holding my tiffany action figure like i've wanted this forever <laughs> and, uh, uh this is true This is true freaking spawn is i thought that johnny was my number one uh superhero wise that uh freaking spidey no it's spawn it's spawn it's always been spawn i found him in i found spawn in uh, fifth grade, when uh, this guy named Rob, he was this Mormon kid that had like eight other freaking brothers and sisters, brought the first nine issues to our field day, and I'd never seen it. I'd read Spidey, and I had a couple of them, but he brought in Spawn, and he, and I sat there, and I, while well, everyone was like playing video games and playing card games and Twister and going outside and playing soccer, I was inside reading Spawn over. And over and over until I
1: had to give them back. Nice, nice. That's
0: what I got, man.
1: Alrighty. Well, let me, uh, let me see. As far as honorables that I definitely want to point out. Please um, do. One's, uh, I've got... Let me see here. I didn't even think about that part. But I got... Uh, let me see. I've got the Losers.
0: Oh, that, that movie was so good.
1: Oh, it was. Oh, uh, nobody that, knows about it, though. That, nobody, that movie is less so good. Unless people realize it's a comic book movie.
0: Jeffrey D. Morgan plays the head of the losers and the comedian and freaking Negan.
1: Yeah, he does it all. <laughs> um, I've got that one. Let me see. Uh, I've got X Men Apocalypse. I actually thought that one, I didn't get the hate on freaking Oscar Isaac's costume. I enjoyed him as Apocalypse. He was, you know, he was what he needed to be, and I thought it was actually a pretty decent performance.
0: I can answer that question. Okay. When the first previews of Oscar Isaac as Apocalypse came out, some dude at a Comic Con, like some Schwarzenegger big dude, did full mm-hmm. on did full on apocalypse, and it was better than the wet, greasy version of Oscar Isaac. He was like huge, he he was like X Factor apocalypse, and he oh, nice. he, okay. he had to have been about seven feet tall with the boots he was wearing, and um and the the meme was that like yo this is Oscar Isaac or this is. You know, Marvel movie, but this is real life. Like he knocked it out of the friggin' park. Like it, like it didn't. It didn't make any sense. Seeing the real life version of someone did in their basement or their garage compared to like how little Oscar Isaac was. uh, Yeah, Apocalypse needs to be big, big. And uh, I I hope that answers that little qualm there.
1: Okay. Awesome. Awesome. I could. Yeah, like I said, that, make, that makes sense. Freaking, uh... But nonetheless, I actually enjoyed X-Men Apocalypse. We got some debuts. We got, uh... Olivia Munn as Psylocke, I thought really worked well. Freaking love, uh... I like the fact they had Caliban.
0: Oh, Caliban, 100%. Yeah, Caliban
1: had a little bit of a... Well, between that and Logan, you know, he was kind of definitely on the up at the time.
0: Most people don't understand how big Caliban really should be. He's basically, like, a like a when to go big.
1: Yeah. Well he's kind of been both. Like he was when he initially started he was super tiny, but then he went to Apocalypse and Apocalypse made him into a horseman, and that's yes, when he got got huge. Um and then freaking third one, I'm gonna say Thirty Days of Night. Never hear about that movie at all. And it's a freaking great movie.
0: Temple Smith, baby. Temple Smith.
1: Yep, but uh, for my number one, I'm actually gonna go with the one that you did for your honorable mention. I'm going 1995, Sylvester Stallone, Judge Dredd.
0: Oh, dude, Rob Schneider. Was when I was a kid, then. that
1: was my freaking movie.
0: I saw it in the theater in Las Cruces with my cousin. Those books, man, like uh anytime like you find a Judge Red book, you buy that. <laughs> you buy that. I've alerted you to so many Judge Red books when we were on the hunt. Mm-hmm. Uh it's just Judge Red, no question asked, put in the put in the pile. Like just Judge Red.
1: Yep, yeah, just do it. <laughs>
0: just like no questions asked. Doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, nah, man, that's what I got for the uh your top five movies that most people don't like that freaking I you know we enjoy watching.
0: Well, uh, give us a little bit more insight. Um, how did you first see it? Like, did you like like I said? I was uh,
1: watching on VHS back in the day, man. We picked it up at the store, we even brought it home, biki bam. But yeah, no, I just uh, enjoy. I enjoyed the story, freaking. I enjoyed the uh, the characters like so much so that I even have. I still I still have the the DVD. I've got the the sega genesis video game oh you do i remember freaking i remember hunting that and freaking uh i remember looking for it back in the day like getting the uh the old video game magazines and trying to learn all the different guns and whatnot and looking at the strategy guides all kinds of stuff Loved Drudge shred
0: oh i miss getting those old video game books man those uh like uh, yeah I was,
1: I was i wouldn't say obsessed but i was definitely into it for a while
0: yeah, I mean, I, uh, I was at. Uh, I had to go buy a present for uh, my boss the other day, and I went to uh, Barnes and Noble, and uh, I saw an issue of Fangoria, and um, one of my favorite magazines of all time. This is a horror movie book. And they've switched mm-hmm. it quarterly, and it was, a t- it was a $19.99 book. Oh, nice. And it was magazines, it was still a magazine, it wasn't like uber thick. Like I remember thinking how uh, expensive Game Informer was, like at like three dollars, and yeah, magazines are uber expensive now. um, But uh, yeah, Judge Red was awesome, man. Like that was so much fun. Like Judge Jury Executioner, uh, I personally really enjoyed the uh, latest iteration with uh, Carl Urban because. Carl Urbans the man.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, no, that was great. Also, just freaking. The but the the,
0: the no, that was
1: actually you know, a good movie though.
0: Yeah, that was like what we're talking about. It's a silly version with uh, freaking Sylvester Stallone and Rob Schneider.
1: Oh, uh, where he's got to take the we've got to take the mask off because he's freaking Sylvester Stallone.
0: Yes, he does. Yes, he does. It was awesome. Good call on that. But yeah, no
1: man. Nah, man, that's what I got for those five men. Freaking uh. Let's take a break. We'll come back with uh what's in the box and go into some comic books. I agree, man. all right, We're back from break, coming back strong. you know we've talked about wrestling, we've talked about freaking comic book movies now we're going into what is in the box
0: actually, in the box I mean like uh we we have multiple boxes like there have been so many we made it a rule that we won't go on the hunt without a you know, a, a short box to just keep things safe while we cruise around. But there's been many times where we don't have a box because we filled up a damn box, and <laughs> we forgot.
1: One more right off the bat.
0: Four. I'm doing pretty well. Uh, but freaking.
1: You're under ten. You're under ten.
0: Under ten. Abuela friendly. Abuelita. You go first. This one. Man.
1: Alrighty. So uh, over the last couple of weeks while I was out, you know, because I was out, for two, out of work for two months because I was uh, healing up, you know, I was able to uh, make it a point to try to get into some uh, different books I've been interested in. And one of them was the 12-issue Secret War series.
0: Oh, you finished it. Now, for the
1: longest time, I've been wor- – I was trying to get issue twelve. And it had been delivered to my mailbox, but apparently it had been put in somebody else's mailbox, which I found out yesterday when I finally received issue 12 because I had to hunt down my post, my postman or postwoman, and uh, she was able to help me find said book. It was put in somebody else's mailbox, and Post-person. they never actually picked it up, luckily. <laughs> exactly, but uh. You know, that did complete the collection, but right before that, I was able to get Secret Wars Issue 8, which is, in fact, the first appearance of the, the symbiote costume on Spider-Man. I believe my erstwhile compatriot has left the room to swear profusely.
0: You asshole! <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's five.
0: Yeah. I'm Working yeah.
1: my way towards Daredevil number one. How much? Ah. A gentleman never t- tells. A
0: gentleman never tells. I'm going to beat it out of you. <laughs> I'm not happy about this. <laughs>
1: like, funny, I, is, funny enough, not nearly as much as you think it would be.
0: I have always wanted... To, to and I have always been proactive about encouraging everything you get I ain't happy about this (laughs) I uh, am not happy about this one Uh, that's like you've got a lot of comic books that don't have I have some that you don't have and uh, I I am not happy about this one (laughs) I am happy you have it Ah, yeah. All right.
1: Mm. But that officially completes
0: Secret Wars one as well as Secret Wars two. I think the kid that designed the uh the symbiote only got like three hundred bucks or three fifty or something like that. Two
1: hundred and fifty bucks. I've recently watched a thing on it.
0: Yeah, it was it was it was that was right the first time but freaking
1: And it was actually uh I think the, the white parts were actually red if I remember correctly <laughs> instead of white.
0: I haven't seen that but I trust you.
1: So, But yeah, it was a <laughs> 250 bucks to create the what would end up eventually becoming Venom and an entire symbiote universe. A planet nonetheless cuz they have the planet for the Klintar.
0: I am happy for you. Oh, I just broke a tooth.
1: <laughs> Aww. <laughs> so what do you have in the box?
0: Nah, man, I'm, I'm actually pretty happy for you, man. That's awesome, but, like, I wasn't ready for that. You, you did that on purpose. Um...
1: <laughs> you asked me to go first. I just picked it out.
0: <laughs> yeah. I am still very happy with my Incredible Hulk, number uh, 291, with Mr. Thaddeus Ross putting gun to his head. Like, it, like, it I didn't even know what this episode was, uh, what this issue was even about. But, like, I pulled it out, and I'm like, this is a cover. <laughs> this is a cover. And... Mad uh, it is. I, I read through it, and Thaddeus is just so upset himself that he has not been able to calm the peaceful waters that the Hulk has disturbed. And we get... A- the most ridiculous covers and uh you mind feel as if you just showing in um I like the ridiculous and the macabre and uh that was a cover it's not yeah, Secret no, it's definitely Wars a
1: pretty interesting cover
0: first <laughs> that's awesome man that's awesome'm i glad you got it
1: yeah and I got the I got the entire series for substantially less than $450, which I've seen several comic <laughs> stores sell the entire run for.
0: Yeah, but my uh, Secret Wars number one was uh, oh. is signed uh, by Jim Shooter, signed to Joshua Michael, and was the genesis of Minefields, actually. Well, good for you. It's pretty good for me. It's good for us, man. I'm not trying to brag. It's like... Uh, 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 I don't think I've, I don't think I've told this, I think I've told you a, a little bit of the story, but, um, uh, freaking, uh, Colin and I were tossing around the idea of doing a, uh, a podcast and if we get people's attention and, um, mm-hmm. we were at Comic-Con here in Denver, I want to say like five years ago and, uh, Jim Shooter was not at his table the entire time. And like, we walked straight up to Peter David and oh my god, your Peter David will be right back and went and found some Peter David books from the site. <laughs> and um there was no one in line for Peter David. And um, but there was no one in line at the empty desk of Jim Shooter. And okay. uh, let me handle this and uh, let me take point, like we always say, and um Colin's like cool. And I read this uh it very interesting book called the uh uh, hidden history of the Marvel universe, and it was not about like where Spider-Man came. It was all the politics. It was all the politics. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. I also re- uh, read uh, Super Gods by Grant Morrison, uh, which was a autobiography slash history of comics and how uh, villainized uh, Jim Shooter had become as an editor from from the seventies. And uh, Grant Morrison had written about how he had interviewed you know, all these people that were reading. The like, interesting happened in the middle of the 70s was that uh, these books like Adam Warlock, uh, Adam Strange, um, Adam Warlock, uh, Doctor Strange, uh, Howard the Duck, all these completely left field acid dreams coming out. And uh, he'd interview these people that were like, "Yeah, we would, we were working for Marvel. We would, we were all working on different books, and we'd get together in one of our apartments and drop as much asset as we could, and um we'd read our books, and this secret history of the Marvel Universe uh, villainized uh, Jim Shooter, and uh, okay." They they, they they had actually called him and th- there was an interview like where they actually talked to him and it was not a good interview. It was a totally like polarizing like, let me rephrase this. Uh, it was a totally I have an agenda and this is what I'm going to make you look like interview. And mm-hmm. like they assaulted him uh, verbally. Like, like yeah I did that. Like what, what, what are you doing? And uh Colin and I kept going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Like, uh, we, we sat and, uh, chatted with Lincoln Foss who did like, uh, the, you know, the, the Loki series and he did a get, uh, get to row with, um, uh, what's that famous, uh, culinary artist, um, Anthony Bourdain. Um, oh, okay. and, uh, we sat with him, we, we just couldn't fine shooter he was never at, at his table and uh, freaking we had the podcast in the back of our head and um we finally saw a shooter who was I want to say six foot nine he was huge okay H- a huge Brooklyn boy and um he he sits down and uh we're waiting for him to sit down we see him and uh he's got this big old uh Uh, he pulls out this big, um, freaking, like, uh, folder of photos, you know, like, mementos. And, um, I whisper to Colin, let me take a point. And, hey, Mr. Shooter, uh, my name is Joshua Michael, this is my best friend, uh, Colin, and, uh, we, you know, just, pleasure to meet you. And he's like, hey, nice to meet you, uh, Joshua Michael? Uh, yes, sir and he shook my hand and he looked me right in the eye and gave me a strong little handshake because you and we get those limp wrestling handshakes. Uh, yeah. And, uh, no, strong handshake. And, um, a couple of people were standing behind us and, uh, freaking, uh, oh, I'd like to sign anything you have for it, uh, for me to sign. Like, he was just ready to be accommodating. Mm-hmm. And, um, I handed him my reader copy, my Secret Wars number one, the one I had from when it came out, <laughs> and, um, nice. it's, it, it's beat to hell, man, like, it, like, and he's like, uh, well, he opened his wallet, like, and he pulls on a piece of felt, like, a, a a like a, a tiny little square of felt, and he places it under the, like, you know, the, like, the bone on his wrist. Mm-hmm. And he places that on the comic and that's where he puts his his wrist and then he... Shooter. And I'm like, if you don't mind, can you send it to Joshua Michael? And he was like, you're not going to sell it on eBay? I'm like, no, that's my, that's my, this is my book. <laughs> this is my book. And uh, I wasn't trying to be Mr. Legit, but that definitely showed him that, like, that's my book. <laughs> and... Yeah. And frickin'... Uh, I wanted his signature. I'm not selling that. And, um... Yeah. Colin handed him a book to him to sign, and, uh... I... Ner- it, uh, God, it was it was nervous, man. Like, because, uh... I was nervous. And... You've seen me when I'm, like, distressed, but you've never seen me nervous. Yeah. You've never seen me nervous. You've seen me, like, I get it all of a sudden. Uh, you've never seen me nervous. And, um... I wanted to see if I could do what I did with the interviews I did with, like, rock stars and uh, actors and stuff and see if I could pull it off live in person and see if we could pull off the podcast. And... Yeah. um, Mr. Shooter, uh, I read a book a couple years ago that, um... I don't think it was fair. It was called The Secret History of the Marvel Universe. And I, I read the book and... I, uh... I think they villainized you. And before I even finish that sentence, these are his words, not mine. Fuck that book. I was told it was an interview about my history at Marvel. And they yeah. villain, they absolutely villainized me and like well Mr. Shooter like from what I understood from reading this other but super gods that you were you were handling like a bunch of people that are doing a bunch of acid and like deadlines, they weren't meeting their deadlines. They weren't meeting their goddamn deadlines. And he again his words, um, he got heated and the, his handler like looked at me like what are you doing? And I'm, I, I I dared it. I kept pushing. And Yeah. Well, um, if you don't mind, like I'd like to talk about like what really happened. And he's like, Well what happened was I'm handling a bunch of acid heads that aren't ma- making deadlines. And he talks about working on Doctor Strange like like the NAM he shows us he, he, he pulls out his, his uh scrapbook and he, and he's showing us uh Polaroid photos. This is my birthday. 1981 i'm like uh that's jan and stan and he's like yeah that's jan and stan oh wow kin photos and uh freaking uh as we're talking the people that were in line because they were wanting to meet shooter slowly went from a line to surrounding us like, you know, okay. like like a mushroom. Like like they, they, they just wanted to hear what we were talking about. And me and Colin dictated yeah. an hour and 20 minutes cuz instead of timer on my phone one on um, on my watch it was an hour 20 minutes of me and Colin just asking him questions and enjoying his presence and loving his how Brooklyn he was. And we we weren't kissing his butt. We weren't uh, We weren't jock riding. We just wanted a lot of answers, and he gave them to us. And he gave them to us in a very candid, very soft like. My approach at the beginning really won him over. That I wasn't there. I wasn't there to. We weren't there to get the dirt. We just wanted to hear him talk, and um, that it was like the opposite of letting a stick of dynamite. You want all the dirt? Yeah, here's the dirt on, you know, Kevin Nash, and I'm telling you how much I hate Triple H and Eric Bischoff. No, it's the complete opposite. We set off the opposite of uh, uh, a stick of dynamite, and it went from a line that was getting more and more frustrated that they weren't close, and then they just got close. They, they surrounded us, and it was one of the most fulfilling, wonderful conversations I've ever had with a human being in my life. Awesome. He, he was just a guy that knew how to make comics, knew how to write, that was handling a bunch of acid heads, uh, psychedelic people that weren't making their deadlines, and they villainized him. And that wasn't fair. no Yeah. that wasn't fair Uh, you're a businessman you're the one that knows how to do things and uh, it was a joy his hand was bigger than mine like he was huge man he was huge Uh, he was so big in his 70s he's got a cane because not because he can't walk because he's not mobile but because he's so big and so like getting up there that he mm-hmm. he needed the help. And, yeah, uh, freaking! What an honor! And um, yeah, I'm glad you got the uh, first uh, symbiote. I'll get it too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and this is how minefields breaks up.
0: And this is, <laughs> we'll, we're never. This breaking is the
1: downfall of my. This is the downfall of minefields.
0: You're never hearing me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get in the comics, man. Uh, you want to do some uh, throw—not uh, throwaways, but some runner-ups first. We're getting the meat potatoes, or you want meat potatoes? Uh, if you want to go, how about
1: your runner-ups? I didn't really have too much this week. Just want to pour me another drink real quick.
0: Uh, my uh, runner-up specs number three. Uh, this is this is a juicy book, minefielders. Uh, this book. Uh, from Boom Studios number three, we're talking about a set of x-ray specs that this guy wanted to order, but it just showed up before uh, he could even put the money into the 1970s book to order the book, the, 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 the x-ray specs from, that shows up just because he willed it. And him and his buddy, who he's in love with, um, start making wishes, and they all keep happening. Well, the meat potatoes happen on this one because uh, this bully that was bullying them, uh, they wished him away after this guy tried to stab them and uh, actually got, you know, a good good cut on its buddy. And uh, they wished him away and he vanishes, but the knife still lays in the uh, forest and it's found and they it's early nineties and freaking uh, We've got your DNA. He attacked you. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, he wished his buddy away and uh, wanted to find a way to uh, fix things and wishes his way to the manufacturing plant. And he gets to the place where they made the three D glasses, and a mystical door opens up, and he goes into it, and he finds all the people that have ever worn the specs. That they're gonna. do, oh. That it's gonna it's it's gonna kill you. Uh, I can wish everything away. No, you can't. It's uh, like it, easily you would think like, I wish these X ray specs. Like, you know, like when you get a genie, like, or, like, uh, freaking, you know, Aladdin at the end, you know, like, uh, genie, wish for your freedom. And everything's okay. <laughs> no, that's not happening. <laughs> that's absolutely not happening. And, uh, the other, uh, thank you, Mr. Uh, Ed, over at Ed's Comics and Collectibles. Uh, freaking, um,. Something is Killing the Children, number 28. And we're getting the... This is a tweener issue. And I wanted okay. to, to bring this up specifically because... Tweener issue, tweener episode. Uh, so, your heroine, Miss Erica, who is there to fix everything, kill the monster... Uh, the people that are involved with seeing the monster saw her fighting something invisible. One of them can see it. The other can't, but they can see the, the problems, you know, the, the cuts, like she's fighting something and, um, she fends it off. And, uh, the people that are involved in the house of slaughter, because Miss Erica does not obey the rules. She's been marked for execution. Not only has she been marked for execution, but it sounds like that the person going to execute her, because she's from the House of Black with the black mask, um, that okay. not only is she going to die, but everyone else that is involved is going to die too. There, It's like like the cleaner shows up. And the cleaner shows up, and she has already shown Erica, who is in police custody, that the monster you're fighting looks just like you now. And what I'm going to do with that... And she came into the... She's posing as an FBI agent, comes into the police station, kills everybody. Except, uh... Erica and the two girls involved, the girl whose family was murdered, and the girl who's trying to protect the girl whose family was murdered, it's a doppelganger. And it has... It looks like Erica. The monster looks like Erica now. And not only that, but the person sent to clean the place up knows that, doesn't care, and wants to kill all of them. Every single one. All the cops in the little uh, Arizona cop station, dead.
2: Uh
0: Uh-oh. Murdered by by our intervening uh, person to get Erica into shape. All dead. We have way worse problems. Uh, This isn't just uh, kill the monster convince the people in the town that uh, it was uh, it wasn't Bigfoot it was a dude in the uh, monkey outfit that happened to have a machine gun no it's it, it's <laughs> it, 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 it's it's escalating and the problem is is that Erica is the one out of the house of slaughter the black mask that isn't playing by the rules not because she's Miss, Miss I, I love punk rock and I want to you know, expose all this. She has a problem with the hierarchy and the the politics. She doesn't care. She just wants to save the children. Under any circumstances, she doesn't care. And she's also the strongest among them, and the former strongest among them is now in her face and has framed her for... A lot of things. So, even if she gets away, she's been excommunicated from the house of slaughter. She's no longer a black mask. Huh. And, um, these poor people, and <laughs> these poor people in freaking Arizona are gonna pay. Uh, I, 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 I sincerely do not see any of the way that Tinian has been writing, because this is a Tinian book. Uh, the way that teams are yeah. writing this, I do not foresee anyone other than Erica living. Like, the way House of Slaughter, House of Some of the Children, I do not see these innocent people surviving. And
1: no, that, of course not.
0: That is something that I I rarely even feel when I watch like a really good horror book movie like I, I want the bad guys to want to watch a horror movie. But with this yeah. one this is a horror movie and I want Erica to, to save everybody but it, like the odds are so unsurmountably not in her favor. And I want these people to to at least live. <laughs> at least live. Just live like, if you lose an arm or a leg, you. <laughs> Good. <laughs> you survive. But, uh, that's how Dark Tinian's getting it. And, um. Wow. That's what I got for that, man. Um, freaking. I know you've been following Hus Slaughter and, um. Uh, some killing children, but, um, freaking. Um, uh, what do you want to do next, man? Because, like, I kind of feel guilty, like, starting off like that. Like, that's pretty heavy. Like, you want to go to Daredevil or X-Men?
1: Nah, let's, uh, let's go with X-Men 18, man. Please. Freaking uh, starts off with a nice little, uh, you know, we get Wolverine back. Freaking, um, uh. new no Wolverine. Uh, she's been stuck in the vault. And, uh, you know, in the vault, her and Cinch were together. But when she, Cinch got out and she didn't. Uh, they ended up um, using the five to bring her back. But the Wolverine they brought back um, wasn't in love with Cinch. That all, all her memories were beforehand. So now we've got uh, two Laura Kinneys running around. They're both aware of each other. But uh, we see, you know, it starts off, we've got Beast and Emma Frost talking about... The, with, you know the situation right now. And you know, he's like where, you know, Beast is like where Cinch and Laura at. And you know, she's like, oh, they're off doing X-Men things. And they end up joining the Exterminators um, and killing vampires. And we, you know, it's got uh the exterminators are Jubilee, Dazzler, um, I think who else is in there? There's at least one more.
0: One of my favorite. I
1: think the, the other Wolverines there. And Boom Boom, that's the third exterminator.
0: Love Boom Boom. Love Boom Boom.
1: But yeah, they end up, uh, the two Wolverines end up having a conversation about their current situation. Because they both realize if one of them dies, then they're not coming back. Because there's there's two of them. And they basically decide they're just going to go their separate ways. They don't want to know each other. They don't want to talk to each other. They they're not going to be friends. But they're just going to peacefully coexist, basically. And, uh, you know, Cinch and Wolverine end up taking off after that. And the uh, the comic ends up, you know, ends with them in bed together. And uh, we end up looking out. Uh, actually, before after that, we end up going to space. And we end up finding the, uh, the father of Cyclops, Vulcan, and Havoc, Corsair, in the ship. And with a gun in his hand, because, uh, you know, he's down to his last round, but it's, you know, but turns out he's infected with a brood baby, and the brood are coming.
0: Oh, I popped. I popped. You know, it's
1: been, I can't remember the last time the brood were mentioned at all.
0: It's been a couple of years uh, when uh, the smart brood dude, I can't remember his name, like, basically the midget brood guy, uh, the brood showed up and he helped calm it, but, like, the brood full force, oh, brood, one of my favorites of all time like they yeah. they're the best. I love
1: them. Yeah, man, freaking it's a it's a good, you know, it's it's been since the 90s that I remember the brood, so it'll be good to really get that going.
0: No, the brood. I I know they they're parasitic, but they've got a a mental mastermind at all times and it's it's kind of what I've always wanted from, like, Xenomorphs, like, from Alien, like, mm-hmm. who's really controlling all of them, because there's someone controlling all of them. Yeah. And we still haven't found that out, if my suspicion's correct, but Corsair uh, just impregnated like that. I mean, like, the but the burn on his... On his tummy, the way it is like that, mm-hmm. like uh, that signifies something else. Like, it's going to be something. Like, I'm hoping it's going to be... queen, perhaps? Uh, no, more like, uh, like like the chosen one. <laughs> like, like like the one that unifies it all or fixes things. Um, we don't know, but... Is going to come
1: out with some glasses and a trench on?
0: Uh, that's pretty much a little midget brood from earlier, but uh, it's more of a uh, just... What are we going to do with something they control other than the the hive mind, uh, Mother Brood? Mm -hmm. And um, I was, honestly, man, the softy in me was just so much more uh, relieved that X-23, the real X-23. And um, what's his name again? Uh, Darwin? Oh, Darwin? No, uh, her boyfriend. Oh, Cinch. Cinch. Cinch are together because the random issues that they've sporadically given us in the past, like, two years of them being in the, uh, you know, the time warp with the vault. Yeah. I was just more relieved that they were finally together again and safe. Mm Mm-hmm. And I know that's kind of whack and just freaking you, but know, just. Like, oh
1: yeah, you're no, you're totally a big old softy. Just gonna roll with it.
0: <laughs> yeah, freaking the fact that they were finally together and safe and together again, like that was the the biggest relief. But then we get like the reveal, like we've got brood coming. <laughs> Sign me up.
1: Yeah. We're doomed.
0: I hope we're doing. Yeah,
1: uh Which one do you got next?
0: Uh, I've got... Uh, let's see. There's a few. Like, Gunslinger was good. Little Monsters was amazing. Um, where you did Specs. Uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to go into uh, Nightwing 100. Okay. i got to say one of my favorite variant covers of all time, the Ashcan cover, uh, where the, the, you know, the plastic that you turn the page and you see him kissing Babs with his eyes just kind of confused that he hit the jackpot. But freaking, uh, I think, in my opinion, this book redefined what an issue or what a milestone issue should be, like 75, 25, 50, uh, you, know, okay. you know, quintessential. Um, who died? Nobody. Uh, who betrayed who? Nobody. Um, within the pages of Nightwing, since we've been hooked on it, Nightwing has only escalated to positivity. It has not. Yeah. It has not been one of those books where like, like, like we were at the store and I thumped it. Like we got in the car afterwards and I thumped. Something we're doing, uh, making sure Babs doesn't die. <laughs> or, or, or Bitewing. Yeah. I just want to make sure. I didn't read it. I just want to make sure that I was going to read a book that Babs doesn't die or Bitewing. Or, like, there was no quintessential. uh miles. was ending
1: up in a fridge. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> um, but freaking. What it ended with was the entire DC universe. The best of the best, Wonder Woman, Superman. It started out with like, hey, you know, this is a big, this is a big ask. Yeah, I'm not saying no. I just, I don't think I'm up for it. And uh, it, uh, the reason why I really popped for it, uh, other than the fact that it was superior writing, was the fact that like, what does Bruce want, freaking? you know, dicta to do because they're standing at, you know, Pennyworth's grave. And like this first time we've been here together. And, uh, the big ask was, we need you to save the world. We need you to be the, the head. And none of us are as good as you. The best of the best told him we're not as good as you. Yeah. And, that really resonated like and, and of course the story was amazing uh saving bloodhaven um exposing uh heartless and heartless wanted to destroy bloodhaven and at every corner dick had him cornered and
1: see that's that's the thing i don't think he wanted to destroy bloodhaven i, I think it was all this this whole it's it this part was all a setup please Well, the whole thing was for like, for, in my take of it, was like, you know, it was very reminiscent of Bane when he first came to Gotham. Yeah. Once he figured out who Batman was, well,
0: they showed first you.
1: thing he did was blow up the prison and let out all his biggest villains and to wear him down. Correct. And heartless, heartless, pretty much did the same thing. He, you know, took took out the prison, got all the criminals out. And then, like, he found the one guy that could bring the most hurt to Dick Grayson in yeah. Tony Zuko. Yeah. And they escaped together.
0: Tony Zuko. So, because my
1: whole thought process was this was going to, like, issue 100 was going to be the showdown between Heartless and freaking and Nightwing. I thought so, too. But,
0: I but they so too. turned
1: around and actually made it better because this is a setup for that eventual confrontation like it's going to happen at some Bro, point
0: it's, it's, it's gonna be but we've up. got
1: that to look forward to instead of having it happen now and it's done
0: but what about because
1: like, you know this whole thing we've got two big stories coming in here with you know the trinity being like we you know, we want you to lead the future as well as him, you know, Dick's reluctance to do so because he's got to watch over his city. But at the same time, the two biggest criminals in that city got away scot free while they, they just got rid of, you know, they took care of today's problem. Yeah. But they still got tomorrow's problem to worry about.
0: I never thought of it that way. That's a good point. I, I, I was just more relieved that it wasn't like some like, uh, freaking issue where like someone died or there's a new origin story or some new character uh, it really cemented like when he's talking to Bruce like I can't leave Bloodhaven you don't have to Uh, freaking just we've got a lot of ass from you but you're the best person for the job and the The gravitas from that. Can you imagine Bruce Wayne telling you you're better than you're better than him? You're, yeah, no.
1: So in it, it, it's it's, give, it's somebody giving that much and like openly just being like, hey, this is what it is.
0: Even Supes did so. Uh, Wonder Woman in in the you know he, uh, man. I I had to put the book down when the Titans showed up. I had to put the book mm-hmm. down when Titan showed up, just tell us where you want us to be. Like he's point and freaking just tell us where you want us to be. And I put the book down and walk away. Cause I was just like, I, I can't, I, I can't take this. Like, like yeah. it, it, it wasn't a, uh, out of left field, uh, freaking, uh, cash grab. It was the Titans showing up the way they mm-hmm. should rallying around dick and freaking they nailed it like you go do this you go do this you do that and he he had it nailed down and he didn't have to bring, bring babs into the in the fold but that was like kind of the only point of contention i had was kind of I, mm-hmm. I wanted i wanted babs in the in the thick and the fold but like of course she's you know running point uh in terms of like you know Monitoring everything, but um, yeah, the, 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 and then the,
1: on top of that, another minor thing is that freaking we. While we didn't get the showdown between Nightwing and Heartless, we finally really got the showdown between freaking Nightwing and KG Beast. Oh, dude, Uh, and we haven't. You know that's been that's been <laughs> building for forty-five issues ever since. It was. Night, you know, he shot Nightwing in the head and caused the amnesia angle.
0: It was three pages. And yeah. he. he, Wow. He, he effed him up, man. Like, like that was like, like nowhere, more playing around. Like, no more mm-hmm. us, you know. And KGB's was going for blood. He really was. Uh, Yeah. Not just trying, not some caper to get some cash. Like, freaking, I want to kill Dick Grayson. And he knocked him out. Just KO. Freaking video game style. Um, Bab's still in the intercom. And, uh, like, I got to tell you, man, like, this was one of the hardest books I've ever read. I was so terrified they were going to do it wrong. I was so scared that. Babs was gonna die, or or uh, Haley or Bitewing was gonna die. I was scared that uh, Dick's uh, identity was gonna be, uh, you know, exposed to the everybody. I was scared that like some nuke was gonna go off in in um, freaking uh, Bloodhaven. I was concerned about so many different things. This was a really like hard issue for me to read because uh, I love every bit about it and I was worried this issue 100 was going to be, like, place is going to blow up, Babs is dead, I mean, you get what I'm saying, man, like...
1: No, yeah. Bloodhaven's no more.
0: Yeah, exactly. W- w- which matters more than, to me than Gotham. Like, like, like the way they've built freaking uh, Bloodhaven, it matters more to me than Gotham. Gotham's going to yeah. be fine if a... Small nuke goes off or a dirty bomb, but not blood. Blood Haven's different.
1: <laughs> Heck, it survived No Man's Land. So,
0: how did you feel reading this issue, man? Like I, uh, I
1: enjoyed it. I, I like I said, I came into it thinking this is one thing was going to happen and another thing happened. But you know, it was it was actually a better thing than I had thought would happen. So that's always always awesome you know like i said we finally got the you know we didn't get the fight with heartless but we did get the fight with uh kg beast which was a, a great loose end cuz last time they brought him in uh wally west took him out instead of dick correct you know um you know this 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 is this has so many avenues to think about that are leading into the future correct you know like i said heartless is still out there tony zuko is still out there You know, Nightwing is going to, you know, lead the Justice League or rather the Titans, you know. And if he's leading the Titans, you know, there's always, you know, know, their Starfire and their former relationship. And, you know, how does how to how's Babs going to feel about that? How she's going to feel about Babs? Is Mm -hmm. there, you know, is there anything with that? You know, we still got, you know, still got Bloodhaven. You know, and is, how is Bloodhaven going to handle Nightwing not
0: being there? I'm glad you brought that up you know? because... I'm glad you brought that up because, like, they haven't done much with the, the Titans in months. Mm-hmm. They've been involved in certain key issues, but they haven't been, like, something, like, before uh, Red X. Uh, where it was something... A lot of meat and potatoes, like, you know, really, like, just what you want to digest and... I feel like this is what they they planned this like a year ago or two years ago. And freaking um, now we know why they've held back on any big key issues or anything that would have to do with the Titans. I mean, like we got it like on like, you know, like in, yeah, what was the last one? The, uh, what, what was the last crisis? Uh, freaking, um,
1: Dark Crisis.
0: Yeah, but like, Titans were involved, but, like, it's been, uh, I want to say a year and a half since we've had any real, like, something to chew on when it comes to Titans. Yeah. And and now we've got it. And the, Mm -hmm. the, the true blue Titans showed up. And the lesser ones helped clean up the mess, man. Like, but asking Dick to be the one to be the protector of the Earth... I mean, how would you how would how would you personally react to that? As if you were a Dick? Yes, no?
1: I'd be like, No thanks, I'm good, but
0: I'd be you know, no thanks I'm good.
1: Dick Grayson's yeah, you know, Dick Grayson's Dick Grayson, man. He's freaking, you know he is the first and greatest sidekick in pretty much D C history.
2: You know, history.
1: At the end of the day, he's he's a guy that, you know, went from being Batman's sidekick to freaking being his own man. So like you know, as far as it goes, who else could possibly do it?
0: And they showed that in the uh, the main flip into the action, like where they did like f- like five splash pages of like his evolution as Nightwing, like like yeah. I, I love that. Uh, like like of course they would do that if you are careful with the content. Like he flipped in as Robin, and then you know old school mullet. And then, you know, the blue and the gold, and then finally to a Scrama Six and the, the black and the. Remember when we left, uh, freaking Eds, and I was like, "Look at this freaking cover, man! It's it's only three colors." And like uh, I went into the um, uh, old school freaking, how you do an art critique if you're in art school. What the difference yeah. between simplistic and simple is, and that cover was amazing. And I don't know how these guys are doing it; man. <laughs> like it's just so good. Yeah. It's so good.
1: No, it's it's just well thought out and probably real really well preplanned. And freaking, you know, it's been a consi- it's consistently one of the better comic books out there, especially when you consider. You know, it's basically been awesome since probably issue 75, 76. Yep. When they got done with the uh, done with the amnesia angle.
0: Yeah. And they even brought that into the fold too. They 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 explained that here as well. And way to wrap things into like a nice, pretty bow, but like still make us hungry for more. And mm-hmm. not doing the quintis- quintessential like someone's gonna die that's what I was really scared about man I was so scared someone's gonna die on this issue man so scared that we left the store and I flipped it and okay Babs is still alive okay <laughs> that's that's
1: it's all you that's all you had to know
0: that's all I had to know man uh freaking the variant cover I bought was specifically uh the acetate cover with uh you turn the page and he's kissing Babs that's all I need to see
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Babs is the best, and
1: um, but if you'd have turned that page and she was a skeleton. You'd have been pissed.
0: Uh, I would have got out of the car. We'd we would have had to. if Babs had died in this issue, <laughs> oh,
1: go back to Eds and you're just crying.
0: If if, if why
1: if, Ed why
0: you did this to me? Uh, freaking no. We would have had to pull over and I'd have bought a freaking pack of Newports and just sat there and just give me like a second. To smoke like six or seven of them, cause I would not been able. I would I would not have been okay. For a fiction, for a fictional character, and I just love their relationship, man. Like they're, they're so respectful for each other, and uh, freaking. They they do their best. That's all you can do. And of all the books that we get, that are like, oh, uh, you can't we can't date because I have all these people that are gonna kill me and if I fi- they find out my identity they're gonna kill you and she's like yeah uh, I'm living that too it's good um yeah. but of all this uh, yeah we could have pulled over I'd bought i I would actually have asked you to pull over and I'd have bought a pack of uh, freaking uh some mini cigars and a 40 and just let me
1: Fucking mourn. Yeah.
0: You didn't call me but yeah, one more.
1: Just just like the fact they freaking that Alfred's still not back as of yet.
0: I don't think they're gonna that's been a few
1: years at this point. I
0: don't think it, I don't I think,
1: think they will eventually, but they brought Damien back if Damien was back super quick. What do you got next? Uh, now I'm just thinking about poor Al- Alfred, dear Pennyworth.
0: Um, let's go into
1: Nemesis Reloaded by Mark Millar.
0: Uh, you want to tell it? Or you want me to tell it?
1: No, well, you can go in. You, By all means, you start. You your your tale to tell.
0: It's completely sold out everywhere, <laughs> and we had to go to the most obscure comic store in mm-hmm. the Springs. Uh, to find a copy, and I don't. I
1: wouldn't say it's the most obscure. It's like probably the second or third most obscure. I'd say.
0: What would you say that the what, what would you say that the most obscure?
1: Right now, Heroes and Dragons.
0: oh Those poor guys.
1: Nobody goes, there. dude. Nobody goes there.
0: Nobody goes there. Well, uh, we couldn't find Nemesis number one. Uh, Nemesis uh, at, at,
1: at any of the previous four stores we'd been to, they were all sold out.
0: Correct. And, uh, freaking, uh, I've got all the original Nemesis, and when it originally came out, I was not sold on it. Um, I remember seeing an ad that, uh, I'm not getting charged for this, uh, freaking, Mm -hmm. uh, better than Kick-Ass. And, okay. How did you have that one?
1: Was it a... Since it's a name.
0: It was it was on the it was on the one of the ad covers I'm like it was basically Rich Bruce Wayne, that's a villain. Uh, but more like international spy villain. And it was a four issue series. It was increasingly every issue was more and more brutal. Just executions are the bad guy won, the good guys lost. And our hero, uh, escaped and, um, was fine. Um, so we get Nemesis. I, I want to say that, uh, wow, well, that was almost 12 years ago. And I'm reading okay. the, I'm reading the, uh, initial, uh, turn the purse and cover in Millar's, like, well, what would I want to do? a Reboot of something I've done myself. He's talking about kick ass, and he's talking about a lot of things he's done about how uh, he made more money off of the independent comic book of kick ass. No, phrase that no, not kick ass. Uh, he made more money off Nemesis than he did off kick ass and Civil War. Really, he flat out said, I made more money off Nemesis than Civil War. When he said, it was the highest selling graphic novel and short issue series of Marvel of all time. I.
1: Well, this be- was originally a Marvel book?
0: Uh, no, this was an Icon book. And. Um, okay. It was. Icon was like uh, owned by Marvel, but it wasn't a max book. It wasn't. Um, it was like a tiny offshoot. Like, it's Marvel, but it's not Marvel, so we can say dirty words like, but. <laughs> but, um, freaking. He said he made more money off Nemesis than he did it off Civil War. With McNevin. Mm. He did he did the original 1 uh, 4 series of uh, Nemesis with McNevin, uh, a couple variant covers. And uh it was just basically just Batman as a bad guy. As a you know, James Bond villain. Yeah. And um there was a little fire fire under me that uh he made more money of independent book. Can you imagine? I, I remember going I remember going to a friend's house. Uh I bought uh Civil War One, Two Three and Three, uh getting my pull list out of a freaking uh atomic pop at the time. Mm-hmm. And, and they were in my car and I went to my buddy's house and I didn't know this guy read comics and uh his friend Leah was there who was uh drinking straight out of the bottle, reading reading Civil War. But Civil War was also on the table. uh okay it was everywhere
1: yeah I think they made a movie out of it
0: <laughs> yeah not my favorite but
1: yeah i don't know i liked it
0: nemesis it's kind of a knock down drag out uh killed the good guys i'm a i'm a bad guy you like and, and then we get to this book and how did you feel about this Cause it was pretty torn. I I actually didn't like it.
1: Okay. Um. Yeah. No. I just kind of got it because I went to the flea market after we had, you know, gone and gone and pillaged, and uh, just kind of picked it up because I saw it. Was like, yeah, hey, why not? Pick this up with kind of like an Iron Man book. But no, uh, it was. Uh, it, I like the art. The art's super cool. Um, you can definitely kind of, like, even if I didn't, if you hadn't given that synapsis previously, you kind of get the, the Batman vibe. Like, especially when he talks about how he was uh, going across all over the world, training with murderers and drug dealers and whatnot.
0: I gotta say you that. You definitely
1: I, get I, that vibe.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I gotta say, every time I read Ghostmaker, uh, they're copying this. Just making it more probable for, uh, freaking DC and Batman. Ghostmaker was killing people in clubs in Dubai, doing crazy kung fu fl- uh, flips, and, uh, that's what I always got when I got Ghostmaker. I still love Ghostmaker, don't get me wrong.
1: Yeah, I can definitely see it. Like, I I've never heard of this character until you mentioned it the other day. This isn't anything I was familiar with.
0: No, no, it's not your but, fault.
1: But uh, if somebody was, I could definitely see where they would take from this character to make Ghostmaker.
0: Yeah, There's definitely your,
1: a lot of parallels with it.
0: Not your fault, man. Like, uh, like every time you mention anything from like ten years ago from freaking Ring of Honor, I'm like, what are we talking about? And that's, that's, that's your forte. Uh, my forte is the, uh, indie books.
1: But yeah, no, um, I think it's got an interesting, it's, it's an interesting concept. Like I definitely, I like the concept enough that I think I would probably, if I see the second issue, I'll probably pick it up. But like he goes to, he gets all the top gang members or the gang leaders, and they end up killing each other till one man's left standing, and then he kills, kills him himself just to get people to kind of follow him with the other gang members and whatnot. And he goes in. he's trying to... You know, he's killing everybody at this rally for this guy that just got elected mayor. and he has all these people come in after he's killed everybody. And, but the whole reason they're there is basically to carry in the guns for him because you know he's already killed everybody. He just needed them to carry him because they're gonna be he needs that much that much freaking hardware, right? basically. You know, and then they, we we see the mayor here, and you know he's trying to get the chief of police to come in. And she comes down, but she's she's dangling on a wire. She's already dead. And freaking, uh, then we see him outside. And he's over here just, you know, talking about he's basically, he's got enough money from murdering all those people. And freaking, he basically puts a $10,000 bounty on every cop. <laughs> in the air. If you every for yeah. every copy you kill, you get ten grand. Something and freaking—that's how the episode, how the issue ends. This I is do like the fact that he's in white, just because white is a a great color to free. Like you always associate it with good and pure,
0: right? Uh, and
1: then, all, but also on the other hand, it's also an amazing color for when you get blood on you. Because you see everything?
0: I can see where you're coming from, but every time I see someone in all white, I think Miami Vice, I think uh, back in the 80s, anytime you ever saw anyone in all white, they were the worst one to worry about. Um, yeah. They were the worst one to worry about. When it comes to Nemesis, though, um, him putting the bounty on everybody... Um, it just seems like such a distraction because if if you if you'd read the original books, you would know that he's all about like this is a this is a card play like like he plays it like close to the hip, and freaking, mm-hmm. um this is a, he's he's playing poker. Yeah, like, like this is this is a strategic move just to distract people, and I'm curious where it's gonna go, um, but. It's not bad. Jimenez, like, knocked the artwork out of the park. Um, Oh, yeah. McNevin, you can't argue with McNevin, man. Like, uh, it's one of those things like Tim Sale and uh, freaking um, uh, Jeff Loeb, like, like, superhero teams that are writer and artist, and someone else steps in, but... Like I'm suspicious of where this is going because it's not going in any of the sense that I would in any way feel comfortable that this heist is really what he's going after.
1: Yeah. No, he just got he got that money just to freaking have the money to give to the to people if they kill him. But it's gonna be real interesting to see when people try to come to collect, if he's just not gonna start blowing them away as well and just keep the money for himself.
0: He's probably gonna do that. because <laughs> uh, that's the way the original one ended. Was is he? Good guys lose, bad guys win. And that mm-hmm. was that was the gist of what I got from the original four series uh, from, well like freaking like twelve years ago. Um, McNiven did one of the variant covers, obviously, um, but um, how did you feel about the art? Did it did it flow? No, I thought
1: the art was really. Uh, I liked the art. I thought it was tremendous. Yeah, I couldn't complain about the art at all.
0: No, me neither, man. I just, I mean, he just He really nailed it. It's it's one of those things where like, how do you follow McNiven? I mean, like, McNevin Has done every... Like, it's one of those things, like I said earlier, like, you know, Jeff Love and uh, Tim Sale, and we've got someone else here. He purposely chose not to do it. I read in real cool earlier, he was just, no, to want to do it. Nice. Not interested. And, uh, I don't blame him because the whole point of, uh, Nemesis was to do a four-part series... That was good guys win, like I said earlier. You know, good guys lose, bad guys win. And freaking deal with it. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Just deal with it. Uh n- nothing left to do. And I think that's the perfect segue for Daredevil. Um as we wind down. Did you have any mm-hmm. pro did you have any problems with Daredevil?
1: I don't really feel like I had any problems with it it was kind of it's kind of an all right in in between issue kind of everyone's kind of, they're setting up a lot of stuff with castle and
0: the it's, hand it's definitely a tweener issue uh my main problem was the fact that Frank castle would think in any way that he was A god of the hand. Like, like it's so stupid for me to believe that he thinks he's actually a god of the hand. Yeah. He's got a goddess of the hand that has been giving him his powers. You know, for to sense, his, uh, Punisher aspects of his uh, mentality. But the fact that anyone would buy that Frank Castle thinks he's actually actually God um no that's my problem it, it 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 doesn't make sense that he would in any way despite the fact that he is supposedly with his real wife resurrected and mm-hmm. he's got a god he's following and doing his Punisher work on a more uh global view but we've got Daredevil that um I really hated when Zadarcy switched uh gears after uh the Battle of Hell's Kitchen. I really hated every single issue until this okay. one. until this one. When he yeah, is trying true. to actually do the right thing mm-hmm. and uh the other clues that you get I'm we you and I have never really discussed like girls or women we've dated but anytime anyone has ever called me my dear or had some like superficial freaking uh you know pet name like a me, pet name a pet name that oh honey baby dear the way she refers to him. One of you's gonna die. <laughs> you he's gonna die. Um I, I don't believe their love and he's getting fed up. She is Daredevil and Electra. Yo, oh, Daredevil Electra, he's getting fed up. He's got the beard. Mm-hmm. He is already straying away, like where she's like, We gotta focus on the hand, and he's like Nah. <laughs> Not gonna do it. No, what, what what you're trying to focus on is evil, and uh, I don't like being on this island. And I've got this buddy here that I can feel I can redeem. And what uh, what's the big dude's name? Uh, Bullet. Yeah, Bullet. You know they they save a couple people in the building, and. It, I also kind of wonder about the intention of the writing the book, considering the uh, climate of our time at the moment of defund the police, where these police are like you know defending property rather than people. I, yeah. love, I love that. Like like uh, the way that they 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 shut them down. You you would rather kill mm-hmm. a human being than in protect. Physical property, and yeah, we got Bullet like he's sticking up. He wants to just. I've never seen a comic book. Uh, Listen, man, I want to go be a dad, I appreciate what you've done for me. If I can help you, I'll help you, but I want to go be a dad, I-, I need to be there for my son. Mm-hmm. And in between the the cops that are like beating up innocent people to protect a evil corporation and gain the I don't know the land rights, whatever you want to call it, and freaking Daredevil and Bullet are showing everyone what they should be doing and the you know. We have the fusion of the bomb downstairs, but the one upstairs launches a little girl over the edge, but Stiltman. Out of nowhere, man. Like, a couple months ago, like, uh, freaking Stiltman stilts were, like, in a vault. In uh, whatever vault you want to call it, that uh, Green Goblin got his glider back. Uh, I loved it. Uh, I'm glad Stiltman's there. Uh, He's... Integral in Daredevil in the past couple of years, and um, yeah, but the uh, the political, the social aspects of like yeah, um, yeah, you're cops and you are doing your job, but you're also sent for the wrong reasons. You're gonna you're gonna yeah. beat a guy or shoot him when you shouldn't. You're protecting property, not people. Mm-hmm. And the tete-a-tete between Bullet and Daredevil, and he gets back home. And Electra's, says, hey, my love. Yeah, the second she, she goes into the, my love or my darling, I'm like, every single woman that I've ever been close with that has ever given me something so tantamount to King, my love... They were all liars, and it began at the beginning, when, when he said, flat out, we're living a lie. And know yeah. knowing what we know about the original love between Elektra and uh, Daredevil, and he's growing his beard out, which I think is a sign of a. Uh, Trying to change.
1: Yeah. No, I think he's, uh, I think this is kind of grizzled him a little bit. I think he's, you know, he's trying to be, he's trying to be bigger than what he was instead of just, you know, taking on the criminals of Hell's freaking...
0: Kitchen. Yeah.
1: Yep. Thank you. Hell's Kitchen. New York, he's trying to, you know, take on these bigger problems and he hasn't quite figured out how he's going to do it yet. So, like, it. I could I could see definitely trying to work on, you know, a bigger aspect of than what you were doing previously and how that could definitely affect you.
0: I agree. And when Stick and, comes uh, in and it's like, hey, and, like, all of a sudden Daredevil picks up a book and he can read it, like, with his eyes. And Stick's like, hey, mm-hmm. if this is going on. Like, Stick has never been trustworthy. Like, we have a problem. <laughs> Like, like yeah. everything is going to go wrong. Why are you yeah. bothering? I mean, if
1: yeah, you, That's if, the thing. Like, he, Matt's been on edge ever since Stick showed up. And then we've got Goldie here, who apparently, you know, may or may not have been leading Matt, you know, the entire time with his powers. And, like, he's got, you know, he's being hit by stuff from all, you know, he's trying to set up to fight the hand and you know, Punisher and all that. Correct. But at the same time, he doesn't really trust his own people.
0: My problem with this is that the fact that they brought the Punisher into this. This could have been a, an enormous opportunity to introduce a new character that was powerful enough to influence the Hand. But why would you
1: yeah. pick... Well, the funny the thing is they did. Because they've got they've introduced Akka. Yeah, yeah. And like she's more more than capable of leading this group. She's a, a tremendous fighter.
0: Then why is you know, she? You've
1: already you've added this in. You've added this history in with her and Electra.
0: with Mother Hand.
1: And then but but you haven't. But yet, still, you wanted to add in the Punisher, and yeah, it does give us a it better. It definitely character. comes off like kind of. It came off kind of like you just wanted to add that in for like the extra name recognition or like the shock value of being like, "Oh, the Punisher's a bad guy now."
0: That's precisely my point. Like, that's not necessary. Like why
1: would Why would he want to? Why would he have any inclination to to be a part of? Let alone lead the hand.
0: They They showed that in the first issue of the the newest Punisher, where he's like he goes to bed and wakes up next to his resurrected wife that was wondering where her kids are and that really bothered me it was it was such a missed opportunity give us someone better give us a new character uh that we can mm-hmm. drool over and collect the whatever covers of it like give us someone better than the punisher the punisher is completely unnecessary in this book and, yeah and it really bothers me like give us someone better give us And Anka, um, she's awesome, but she's not she's not up to the level of who you have to defeat to end the story.
1: Well, that's the thing. She definitely could be. They just freaking they just decided to, for whatever reason, to go with Frank Castle instead. Leave Frank. I think this is going to be one of those things where we're going to freaking have to trust. You know, trust Chip Sadarsky and hope that he's got a great way to wrap this up to the point where it's a satisfactory ending.
0: I hope so, man. And I still hold true to my suspicion that he has been secretly in some sort of writing, uh, you know, tête-à-tête with uh, Tinian. Like, Maybe. maybe... I, I every time we read anything with Daredevil or Batman lately and uh Tinian who's doing his own thing after ending one of mm-hmm. the most epic, greatest Batman stories of all time, Fierce Fierce State, Um I like like I gotta tell you, man, it was an honor to live that with you. Like it it, it how many times like we're going through this terrible story that we're just, just grudging through. But how many mm-hmm. times did you and I text each other the entire time during first State? Oh my god! <laughs> like,
1: yeah, no, it was it was solid, man. It was tremendous.
0: Back and forth. Oh my god! Did you the uh, like? I can't tell you. Like, did you read it yet? And you're like, no. Shut your damn mouth. Uh haven't read it yet and then uh back and forth like like Fear State was in it was uh pivotal to our friendship. Yeah. Like uh I mean there was times like where I text you like uh, about Suicide Squad and like you were like you carefully read my uh text message to make sure I wasn't giving you a Suicide Squad movie spoiler. Cause, uh in all actuality if I had sent you a spoiler uh, and you punched me in the face and I saw you. Uh um, you'd, <laughs> yeah. you, you'd have been justified. No. You would have been justified. We we've been through some uh killer stories. Uh like you even sat mm-hmm. with me through a lot of spawn stories. But uh this story is um drifting. <sighs> it's drifting, it's drifting.
1: <sighs> yeah. And what's no, it you want to see with I'm willing to give Zidarci the benefit of the doubt and see where it goes, but, you know, at the end of the day, we got, you know, Bullet ends up getting jumped by the hand, and Daredevil knows about it because he gave him a, a crystal that could let him talk, um, see what's going on. They took
0: Bullet's kid, man. And,
1: you know, they're, yeah, they're going after the hand. They're going after, you know, Frank Castle.
0: This is the best you know, I'm
1: just hoping it's not some kind of whack finish where, like, all of a sudden. At the end of it, Frank was possessed by a demon or something. Oh, it was dang. really Mephisto the whole time.
0: That's that's one of my worries about this, because he's imagining his wife's alive, and uh, I, I, I I don't like it. Like, like why would you, Frank Castle, think that some mystical woman that's the head of the, of the hand is just going to randomly choose you as the ultimate god of the hand and subservient mm-hmm. to you. Like, it, it makes no sense. It, it like... Zadarsky is awesome. But mm-hmm. I still truly feel that him and um, Tinian met at a Comic-Con. They shook hands or one of them said hello and the other one didn't respect the one enough and... One of them's way better. And that's Tinian. Like we we mourn yeah. we mourned the lost Tinian for a while. <laughs> for a while yeah. in Batman. And mm-hmm. we're, he's not measuring up, man. The Darcy is not measuring up. Um I'm not saying that what he did uh, earlier before the Battle of the Hell's Kitchen wasn't awesome. But freaking mm-hmm. it ain't it ain't fair state. And anything that Z'Darcy did in D.C. And I, uh, after that uh, podcast, I was talking about uh, with Todd, believing yourself mm-hmm. and taking it upon yourself to take a gamble on yourself that you're good enough. And Zadarcy's playing into the corporate BS and freaking... Tinian is like I said earlier man freaking like uh, I miss you the next day like the the killer uh, variant cover already a hundred bucks get out of here <laughs> get out of here yeah but even then that even, is crazy even if that is worth that much mm-hmm. Ed sold with me for cover price
1: that's true
0: Trevor Price that's the last one I got for this week man what do you got anyone left that's,
1: I'm, I'm tapped too man freaking I'm tapped man been a, been a good week had some good reading man freaking
0: good hunt exceptional yeah, good hunt. hunt. exceptional hunt man like uh like uh I don't know if you guys know what the awesomeness of going to five different books um uh, Bookstores. Stores. Shores. And uh freaking you're eating pizza with your best homie. If you've never experienced that, you've messed up, man. <laughs> like uh Go get it hot and ready. Go get a pizza. Chill out. Yeah. Enjoy. It. <laughs> get, some, get some Dr. Pepper. And, uh, freaking make sure you get the, the day done, man. Like we, we were, we were done by like new, you were doing some family stuff. Nah, afterwards. It, was,
1: it was, it was two o'clock. Yeah. The yeah. But, time we were all said and done.
0: Yeah. But we, we hit five stores and we still set up the new, uh, recording software and, uh, mm-hmm. freaking, yeah, that was, if that's not your Saturday, Sorry, bro. No. Don't tell you. Find, find a buddy. But uh, luckier than life, I've got two of the best bros calling, and, and Miss Morales here, and uh, that's what the hunt does, and it's my turn. Sweet. This transmission is over. It's coming to you. And this is dangerous.